Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. James Bond season. Be fair warned, we discuss these movies in depth. So spoilers ahead. Now let's get it shaken, not stirred. Hello and welcome to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. We are here to stay. <laughs> I, I guess for yeah. as long as we want. Right? I mean, Can I, I ask a question? Did we're you... not going anywhere. <laughs> Did you want to say we are here, we're queer? <laughs> and then you jump ship. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt that. I was going to Andrew would pick up the baton. <laughs> Hey, this is a night we celebrate you, Corey. <laughs> yeah, I'm joined by my uh, friends, of oh, course. Wow. Both have already mm-hmm. spoken. Andrew, how are you tonight? Mm-hmm. I'm doing great, Corey. How are you? Oh, I'm a little punchy, and that's always fun. That always makes for fun. Yep, it does. Also, Blaine's here. <laughs> well, hey. And hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey to you, sir. All right. Yeah, let's yeah. go ahead and do another warm up. <laughs> we are not here to stay. No. We are, we're going to go now. Uh, we're Listen, done. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the audience at home, sometimes it takes uh, upwards of two hours before we can start recording for warm ups. <laughs> and uh, this was no exception today. There's <laughs> rituals have to be completed. Yeah. Usually when I'm reading, it takes a little bit longer than usual. I'm- <laughs> So I don't know what happened tonight. <laughs> uh, no idea. You know? Yeah. Hey, coffee. Making other people make you coffee. That's true. <laughs> mm. A little off-mic joke for everybody to not understand. <laughs> Let's talk about our movie tonight of you what is it? to a kill. Oh. 1985. Uh, oh. It's a view to a kill. Also, Back to the Future came out that year. So that's pretty fun trivia for everybody. That is pretty fun I can trivia. can tell you what movie I prefer. Oh wow! A view to a kill over back to the future. <laughs> what a big swing! <laughs> yeah, oh, that is crazy. I guess that's a nice bit of trivia, as if that would be a trivia question. It might be. <laughs> what other movie came out in 1985? <laughs> one other. Name one other. Jeopardy. Yeah. Name a huge one. Just name one uh, other. Out of Africa. I don't think so. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. You meant good movies? Yeah, that's not one. Um, uh, I'm, I, I, I'm going to right now see if you're correct, because if you are, great job. Oh, it is, I'm 100% correct on that. Back to school. Nope. I don't think so. That feels much that, earlier. That was a ghost. That Very good just... job. Out of Africa, 1985. Very good. Excellent. Well, yeah, so. I won an Oscar. So. Well, know. also, it's the year I was born. So. Hey. hey. Yeah, I thought you were 22. Huh? What's that? This whole time you've been saying you were 22 years yeah, old? Yeah, so we're finally getting the You're truth, right. and it's a hard truth. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I, don't, I don't know I have how the power I of editing. We'll take this that. whole section out. <laughs> All right, let's clap again. Uh, the, uh, everyone knows what year this is coming out right now, so they can really guess that age. Do the math. And even better, how many people actually care? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Anywho, all right. View to a kill, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, the this year is the, that Back to the Future came out. True. Mm-hmm. This is the fourteenth 
film in the Eon franchise. Seventh and final Roger Moore movie. Tear. Half. Tear to be shed. These movies. And he's not the only one who's leaving the, the, the franchise. Also, our final appearance by Lewis Maxwell. Money Penny. Money Penny. This is a, this is a, a, a goodbye movie. Adios. It really is. Alvita Zane. But this was the third film directed by John Glenn. Uh, it's one of our got his style, I'd say for sure. Astronauts, uh, yeah, it's Glenny. It's Glenny. Yeah, it's... the real Glenn touch. <laughs> the real Glenn vibe for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn's written all over it. What else we got? Nothing else. <laughs> so... Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> uh, let's let's let's. Corey's let's... Corey. I didn't know what that. I, that was a setup. I... <laughs> What, what everybody doesn't know is Corey only writes on scroll, so he had to unwind it a little bit. <laughs> Let's do the IMDb summary for this movie. I can't wait for this. Here I we are. looked it up. The recovery of a microchip off the body of a fellow agent leads James Bond to a mad industrialist who plans to create a worldwide microchip monopoly by destroying California's Silicon Valley. Yeah. Sure. All right. Sure. I finally know what this movie's about. Uh, right. Sure. <laughs> This movie is quite literally about microchips. And, and as much as it tries to have ten different other things it's about. It's ultimately a microchip movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if uh, I was uh, thrilled by that when I started to realize that that's all this really boiled down to. This is control of microchips. Yeah. Uh, but hey... Cool. Cool. It, it's almost as if it makes no sense of what is happening. No. Yeah. It was like Goldfinger, but with something way less cool, <laughs> and and executed way way worse. Oh yeah. Possibly the most confusing plot on the face of the earth. It's. We'll talk about it. We got to talk about it. I'll say There's up no way around it. Up until he turned extremely villainous and uh, actually had a villainous plot, I was like, "Is this just about horse horses and 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 I f- and I forgot microchips about the chips. microchips I, for the horses? Is that is that all his evil plot is that he just wants to win horse races so he can <laughs> sell horses? I thought that's all it was ultimately going to be. You guys, I have seen this movie. So many times. And I can't tell you how many times I've been watching it, and it gets to the part where he finally reveals we're going to flood yeah. Silicon Valley. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is about him taking microchips. Okay. Because yeah. they, they commit to the horse, the whole horse plot. I mean, if you would tell me that this is all about horses, that, that would make sense. It might even make more sense than the microchip plot. <laughs> if Yeah, if you're like, he has a racket where he's, you know, souping up these horses so he can sell them for millions of dollars that's at least like you know it's a small villain but he's at least making money (laughs) (laughs) and honestly it might even make more sense than what eventually happened yeah oh no it definitely makes more sense than what eventually (laughs) happens a lot of things a lot of things so you really you've hyped this movie up i want to say since the beginning that a movie that blaine and i have not seen that you've seen countless times i'd say so much so that you say Mm -hmm. it's always on your background when you clean your house which is Uh, i won't say always often let's say often let's go i've put it on we'll dial back to um 
will I ever watch it again? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to do thumbs first? You know what? Uh, you're might... setting it up. We're, oh, I'm, I'm okay, setting sorry. up the thumbs. You may be surprised. Okay. That while I don't think I'll ever watch it again, I'm gonna give it a thumb up. All right. <laughs> okay. It is dumb, but yeah. not as dumb as some of these other ones for me. I mean, I don't disagree. Uh, Andrew, since you don't disagree, mm-hmm. how many thumbs you got? Uh, well, uh, let's see. Um, I think this movie is fucking awesome. I give it two thumbs up. <laughs> okay. I Listen. I know we've talked about it. I just think this movie is fun as shit. As fucking wild as it is, there is something about this movie I absolutely love. So two thumbs up is my initial. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm real torn on this one. Okay. I thought it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it, but I, I, don't, I think I'm going to have to give it one thumb down. Wow, okay. One thumb down. A thumb down. Just okay. one. Just one. I think that Interesting. that's a, this is exactly what I thought would happen. Um, okay. <laughs> it didn't deviate at all. I almost thought Blaine was going to go two, though, so I'm glad he stuck with one. No, no. It's not bad. It's not that bad. No. No. no it's not unwatchable. No. It just has some things I wish. If you're going this route, commit to a couple other things, and we would have got that, yeah. that thumb up. It's, I gotcha. I it's, gotcha. It's no Tomorrow Never Dies, that's for sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, we finally closed that door. I don't know if we should. <laughs> I love cracking it open every night. <laughs> you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Y'all scores were pretty close to mine, so fuck <laughs> off. That's all and I want. I... That's, now we can we can go ahead and uh, sneak that door closed again. Yeah. We got, we got as one. I like to say, it's fine. Perfectly, yeah, it's perfectly fine. fine. Oh, that's fine. Perfectly fine. fine. Jonathan Price, terrible bad guy. Whatever, fine. Yeah, okay, Me, he did know. karate. Who cares? Mm. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, she could totally unlock those uh, handcuffs. No problem. She could have. No problem. At the end of the day, she could. <laughs> Golden Globe winner. Fuck off. That's got nothing to do with her <laughs> the performance of the movie. <laughs> oh boy. So uh, we start this. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Are you? Should I? Should I just uh, send it over to yeah, you, Andrew? He just. Go ahead. Uh, he, gra- he just grabbed that. From the minute that this was announced that I would be doing it, and Andrew's like, that's my favorite one, though. I didn't say I like Raji. <laughs> Raji. Listen, I don't need your bullshit, okay? <laughs> After I had to listen to the goddamn Lord of the Rings discussion last week. <laughs> you loved it. You were thrilled. <laughs> Texting me uh, every 30 say, seconds about a new discovery. It's like, you got to listen to the whole podcast where you text me. Just, you know, you know, yeah. you know how this works. Well, you, you actually said, um, I don't know how you got this number, but if you could lose it, that'd be great. <laughs> and I said, wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I don't, um, I'd, you know, thought you were some sort of spam. And by that, I mean it can. Salesman. Of, of potted yes. meat. Yes. Potted meat. The best of the meat. You know, meats. I've never referred to spam as potted meat. It's I potted meat. Can. It is what? a thousand percent that, but it's potted meat. <laughs> I, I was going to say I've never heard anybody refer to it as meat, but that's fine too. Huh. <laughs> it's also accurate. <laughs> that's not meat. 
That's canned meat. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. Here we go. You guys ever fried up some spam on the uh, griddle? Yeah. What's a griddle? <laughs> <laughs> what's a, what's a griddle? Uh, listen, I've been on walkabout. Um, just I'm trying to get back in the groove. Oh yes. How was that? Down there with the pygmies. Says the pygmies. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Okay, good. As long as you guys didn't talk about uh, Bill Bixby or whatever the fuck his name was <laughs> while I was gone. Bill Bixby. Yes. Clayton's brother. Yep. <laughs> Bixby. Yeah, that's that's who should have played him, honestly. Well, there we go. Would have been great. So how how did this movie start? Yeah. You know what? Oh, now. <laughs> Look at him taking your thunder, yeah, Corey. Wow. Two thunders coming at me. We start in an Arctic area, presumably somewhere in Russia, because there's Russians everywhere. So that's how I, Russia? That's how okay. I determine that. Uh, James is fashioning an all-white ensemble. Mm. And, uh, I like it. I actually kind of like it. He's got the fuzzies, got the fuzzies. on the hood. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if they were like, boy, we really need to dress Roger up. So They're the like, stuntman comes on. Yeah, let's cover up as much of <laughs> the stuntman's bit. face yeah. <laughs> as possible, but uh, then totally abandon trying to conceal the stuntman for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's also they good. gave up on that one. <laughs> it's good because we don't get to see how ancient Roger Moore is just yet. <laughs> yeah, we let that be a surprise. <laughs> saving that. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, oh. So James is looking for a missing agent, Agent 003, and uh, he finds him frozen in the in the snow, and he retrieves a microchip within a locket that 003 is wearing, and then shit hits the fan. The Russians find him and they <laughs> engage in a ski chase. Let's just go. It's a ski chase. Yeah, another I mean, you, ski chase. If you turned on this movie and thought you weren't going to see a ski chase, you're a dead wrong. I love a good ski chase in these Roger Moore <laughs> movies. <laughs> um, uh, did by the way, did anybody watch the behind the or the making of? I couldn't find it. Oh, I okay. I've never watched a single one. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. Uh, again, same guy they used for uh, uh, Spy Who Loved Me. He does all the skiing in these movies for Roger. He's good. He's, you know, he's fun. He's yeah. having a great time. They recycle the uh, <laughs> the, the one the ski. one leg ski. Yeah. Not oh, as long this ski. time. Just br- not as long. Just nope. briefly. And this one does get exploded in, in all real fairness. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was supposed to happen or not, but it disintegrated. I, I will say, after watching the making of this movie in particular. I did realize finally, it is amazing that with all the James Bond movies that 500 fucking stuntmen haven't died it's, oh with God. all of the... They should be dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, but this, yeah. this movie starts off pretty much telling you this is going to be the vibe because mm. James explodes a... Um, what, I can't remember what you call it. Snowmobile? A helicopter. A snowmobile, though, is what I'm going to say. A snowmobile. Yes. Uh, and gets okay. one, of the, one of the skis from the snowmobile and rides it like a snowboard. Now, they decide, sure to, the play, they decide <laughs> to play Beach Boys California Girls uh, behind, oh behind that. Oh, my God. Hey. And yes. what you failed to say was that all during this chase prior to California Girls, you had this awesome John Barry score. Yeah, yeah. 
just sounding The score awesome. in this movie is really awesome. Just killer. Mm-hmm. Real dramatic, pumping me up, and then... And then they said, but... Hold on. Hold they on. might have well done. They might have well done the the slide whistle from Octopussy. <laughs> oh, it was going down this hill. Uh, man it, with a gold It was gun. one but, big slide. Sorry. Whistle, yeah. Yes. It was one hundred percent one one big. I don't know whistle. if it's that atrocious. I just <laughs> wrote down. Oh, bad. <laughs> I wrote down Beach Boys. Why not? Why not? Why not? Are they just like <laughs> over across the pond? And they're like, oh, if you're not skiing, you're not doing anything normal. That's all we <laughs> that, do. <laughs> Snowboarding? I was going to say. That's for the water. <laughs> you stupid fucks. <laughs> that's, so, that's an American thing. That's stupid. Um, come in. Oh. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. Right. Hey. It's a little uh, delivery of, of treats. It's okay. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> Gotta love it. Don't worry about it. We're, at, we're still here and we're staying here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're we're not going anywhere. We're we're still here. May or may not be queer, and oh, you well, may not be you used know, to it. One third of us may or may not be queer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> just let him go. Let's let him. Let's just, we're having fun. Yeah. Uh, so James apparently is deadly accurate with smoke flares. Something that should not go in a straight line, but somehow he's able to fire a smoke flare right into a helicopter and cause it to explode. Way to go, James. That's uh, one of the most unlikely things I've ever seen. Yep. <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love it. God love him. Uh, I loved, I did think the helicopter stunts, again, pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, the stunts here were good. Yeah. I mean, they were skiing the hell out of them. I mean, he they... did the little thing across the water. That was great, uh, yeah. Also, why do these ski guys just think they can jump off 100-foot cliffs? And be okay. I don't know. <laughs> Not me, Bay. Not me. Not you. <laughs> I would never. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Blaine doesn't do that. Shit. I don't jump off cliffs. I don't ski, so there we go. <laughs> well, have you ever been skiing? Pretty fun. Uh, I have done the kitty portion of it, where you they put you on the small hill, and I fell so hard that it nearly destroyed my life. And I was like, I don't have to do this. My like, I, like, I don't have to. I fell so hard, my bones screamed at me and told me to never do this again. I was not aware that snow could be hard as concrete until that moment. And uh, no thanks. Um, off topic, but falling as an adult, the worst thing ever. I fell the other day, and I don't. I'm, I'm still so sore, and I barely fell. <laughs> Listen, we I, I can come know. back to the skiing. I got to find out how you fell. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll tell you exactly. It's uh, stupid. Yeah. Uh, so, All right. Uh, right after this, we uh, have a nice Union Jack porthole appear. Oh, I nowhere. thought you were. Gonna I thought you were going to tell how we fell. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're saving it. <laughs> um, It'll come and, back later. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be important later. Uh, which actually is attached to a hidden submarine rock driven by nameless <laughs> submarine na- rock. <laughs> nameless Bond girl I would have one. characterized it as an iceberg, but rock it, works. It was too. gray. It was gray. It looked like a fucking rock to me. It looked like a rock to me. I did love this boat, though. It was pretty fun. It was great. An automatic bed, circle bed, and a super lascivious James. And maybe the grossest kiss we've seen on, in James Bond yet. That yeah, yeah. I it's just he he's fully old man kissing now, and it's horrific. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's the first time we get the uh, 
grandpa look of James Bond in this movie. It's bad. Big no thanks. Roger, <laughs> Roger looks so ancient in this movie. He looks is... old. <laughs> and he definitely had some work done between yeah, Octopussy yeah, sure. and this movie. Sure. <laughs> he definitely had a little work done. Them eyes are too f- wide open. <laughs> it's something. Uh, do the, do, does his lips just no longer <laughs> work correctly? Because they're well. Listen, when you uh, when you pull all that old man skin behind your head and staple it, uh, <laughs> old man skin. You know, it's hard to operate the lips properly anymore. But this is this is an awkward kiss. Not just because it looks like you know your grandfather kissing a high school girl. She's young. She's uh, pretty. She's pretty young. Yeah, um, she's. Incredibly attractive, as all the women in this movie, but yeah, it just is a little weird uh, with a 60-year-old Roger Moore all up in her shit. So. <laughs> but where would we be without... You gotta lead with that. You always got to. You always got to. You gotta lead with kissing. So, <laughs> we jump right into the opening song and titles, played by Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. Which uh, we can get, we can wait till the song Todd's talk about it. But I did read that the lead singer of Duran Duran, can't remember his name, just straight up approached Albert Broccoli and was like, "When are you gonna get someone good to do a Bond song?" Which is bold to say the least. (laughs) That's that's real bold. That's a that's a Bond man, and that got him in there. Got him, got him the, got him the gig. (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, I guess that's one way to do it. Whether you like the song or not, that's some cojones. Yeah. Fuck you, Shirley Basie. <laughs> yeah, right? I think maybe he yeah. was implying that they haven't been as good as, the as of late. previous to this one, not great. I not disagree. Great. If you... <laughs> I will not have all-time high <laughs> being shit all-time on All-time like high <laughs> is terrible. It's not terrible. It's great. Wow. <laughs> it is a sitcom Where did this come from? opening. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I can't not have for a movie called Octopussy. Yeah. Once central. again, sexy. <laughs> How are you going to. It's impossible to rhyme. They should have got fucking Grandmaster Flash to do it. <laughs> yeah. Bring him in. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I mean, to an oct- octopus. It's just the message, but he just changed everything up in my Octopussy. <laughs> yeah. A child was born with no state of mind. Octopus. (laughs) Her dad was weird. Called her octopus. My little octopus. Oh, yeah. All right. Duran Duran. Hot stuff. Yeah. Hot stuff. Uh, The next scene, we are in London. Roger's going to meet with M. And this is when we first get to see him. And all of his old agedness. And oh. gotta be honest, Lois Maxwell also looking Ooh. pretty old. <laughs> she looks pretty. Let's be honest. Her Lois face Maxwell. just got a couple big. of geriatrics in here. She did get big face toward the end, didn't just, she? Just lengthened. Like, I mean, the only good thing is, is at least they seem to be the same age. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. They don't also immediately tell you that. Oh, they're headed to a horse race. So she's wearing <laughs> grandma clothes. <laughs> she's yeah. wearing, like, I was like, oh, wow, she's really... That is so true. <laughs> I didn't about that. So, if this is your first time watching, you're like, 
What the fuck did Money Penny wear? Why is she wearing? She really transitioned to Granny. Yeah. Oh, she took it to a next step. All right. Uh, and so, then I believe we uh, go into M's office where yeah. it looks like a meeting at the retirement home. Um, yeah. Q is playing with a little uh, remote control tank slash robot thing. Yeah. Isn't brought back up until the very end of the movie, so a pointless gadget. We'll go ahead and say one would argue you completely forget about it until it shows back up. <laughs> until like, oh great, we didn't need this scene. Uh, we uh, in the room is also M and our Minister of Defense, Mister Jeffrey Keen, who we've only just recently been talking about. Yeah, you know he he looks uh, a little happier to be in this movie, a little than... more at home in this role, I think. Yeah, than number one Secret Service, <laughs> yeah. but uh. I will say, looks the exact same age, old and decrepit. <laughs> old, just old and super old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Old. So they're discussing uh, the chip that James found on 003, uh, which happens to be a recreation of a chip that they've made that is impervious to EMP damage. And the issue is that they think that KGB is replicating these chips because this bigwig industrialist bought the rights to them. Uh, and he, they think he's been leaking it to the KGB. That about, yeah. that about sum it up pretty good? Uh. Yeah. And, I mean, this is one of, I'd probably argue, 35 red herrings that are placed in this movie. But even red herrings Sort of. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, you know, one could argue it didn't seem like the writers really knew what they wanted to do. No, 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 this no. This started in one direction here. Why are yeah. the KGB even involved in this movie? They, I'll tell you that... Yeah, there's. They shouldn't be. There's I a, can't believe there's no reason. There's they like a twenty. <laughs> there's like a twenty fifth subplot of which we comes into play later. That's. I can't believe that they gave so much. They gave a lot to Gogol. They really want to Gogol in this. And hey, he, to his credit, he's googly as ever. He's googly as ever, and honestly, at about the time he shows up, you're like, oh, okay, I need a little. I need a little something familiar. <laughs> need a little, <laughs> a little intermezzo from this madness. Hey, Google. Yeah. Great to see you. Now, when he starts talking, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> what is this movie about? <laughs> Why are you here? Great. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. So the name of the uh, industrialist is Max Zorn. And they uh, are coincidentally headed to a horse race to go spy on him. Whether or not that was always the plan, they were here for the ride. Uh, and hey. so everyone dons a top hat and they head to the horse race. Well, I love one of the conceits is, is that M tells him to get ready and Bond just has this outfit in his office. Yeah, ready, to ready to go. Yep. Good thing. You're always ready for a Preakness or whatever they're called in Britain. No idea what the horse yeah. races are called there. Uh, so Write they in, tell us what they're called, and we'll move on. <laughs> nah, I don't care. Uh, so they they immediately spy uh, Zorin in the crowd, and so we get introduced to our villain, played by Christopher Walken, very young Christopher Walken. And next to him, yeah, is his hench person Mayday, played by Grace Jones. And <laughs> Mayday's outfit in this scene. and and it's every scene. So what do you mean, just? <laughs> If she well, wasn't, I will say this is a step above the rest. <laughs> if she wasn't like just striking enough to look at, just with her face, <laughs> yeah, and her hair, like, she's like everything needs. Let to me be... just put a seven foot hat on. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm going to wrap my body in this red garment and throw a six-foot hat on top of it. That I'll, should be fine. I'm going to go ahead and say the robe she wears later in the movie is one of the most ludicrous pieces of clothing I've ever seen anyone wear. Well, I think we should go ahead and comment that Grace Jones might have weighed 80 pounds in this movie. She is so real thin. I don't know. She looked muscular, She's though. not that thin. She, she's she's, well, she's, she's no, cut up. She she's cut up a little bit. bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're that skinny, everybody's cut up. She might also be 12 feet tall. I don't know. This is also true. She's not, <laughs> she's not a small person. She's no. imposing. No. And it, she that, is a it, kinda, it works. Yeah. yeah, she works as a hench person, we'll say. Hench woman. What do you want to say? Mm-hmm. Um, hench person. And, uh, but uh, yes. She, so her name's Mayday. She loves a... What would you call it? Um... A, shawl, a, cow, a cow. She loves a cow. Every okay. every single scene, she's wearing something to cover the back of her head. It is a very specific her Jedi. Look. Yeah, her it's Jedi a very specific headwear. look to Mayday. You know what I love? So James and M are looking up at Max and Mayday with their binoculars, and James goes, "Who's that with Zorin?" And M's like, "Who?" Like, obviously, yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. this lady. Oh, you mean this odd figure with this eight foot hat? Oh, okay. I thought you meant this <laughs> what other do you guy. Mean, who? M. <laughs> yeah, she's like every like, every really? scene she's in is like some sort of like art display. She's hey, at the I mean she's that's a, model. a great point. I think that was she probably is, part she's of striking. Yeah, she I'm gonna wear like the coolest clothes of in this art movie. in every scene she's in. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's a good way to describe it. That's high press. My favorite line from this was he was talking about Zorin. And he's kind of giving him the breakdown. And basically we learned that Zorin is German, French, speaks five languages. Right. And no, no accent. accent. Uh, Which well, all that says to me is Christopher Walken Chris made Walken. it very clear when he took this movie. Uh, I don't do accents. <laughs> Except this one. Except this Vaguely Brooklyn one. I yeah. Have. If it was, if it was, what if it was Christopher Lambert instead of Christopher Walken? That's the worst. Oh, it no would probably worked funny. He does you speak like some sort of an accent. There's something there. Yeah, I can believe that you were German French because when he says no accent, and then you hear Christopher Walken's New York accent, you're like, well, eh, well you do you caught I, something. I don't know if I'm buying that this guy was born in Germany and France and then was trained by Soviets. Yeah. That's not the vibe I'm getting, but all right. (laughs) Anyway, um, so Zorin's horse wins the race. I believe it was the, uh, his name was Pegasus, is that right? That's correct. And it is the talk of the town. Everyone's like, how the heck did this horse win? It's not uh, that well-bred in terms of the history of the horse. It's relatively young, all of these things. So they're... They're a little puzzled. How is he? How is he able to win these races? So again, yeah, you would think it's going to be a big thing in the mm. plot, but oh no, <laughs> it takes a back seat shortly. Mm-hmm. But uh, the idea is that they need to further investigate. However, James needs to meet with a man named Achille Aubergine in Paris first. Now, I don't remember why they're meeting. Um, but I'm sure it's got to do something with the horses. And they are drinking Bollinger and Lafitte Rothschild, so it's a very expensive meeting of the minds. Well, I was going to ask you, Corey, have you ever tried Lafitte Rothschild? I actually have. Yep. Decent? I had a 1998, and it was a very small taste. And here's the thing about 
old wines like that. You're drinking the heritage of it. You're drinking the experience. And if you are sitting at the table and drinking it with food and like it's a whole experience, then it tastes better than if you're me serving it and having like a small sip and you're and I'm kind of going, let's well, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's really about the, the the way the the way you're drinking it, how you're drinking it, where you're drinking, all of that really factors in to your perceived value of it. So did I like it? Well, they, I, it was okay. They I, drink it in a restaurant in the Eiffel Tower. That's yeah, probably pretty to, cool. That's yeah, probably pretty cool. We need to really check in on this. So there's a restaurant on the Eiffel Tower in this movie because that's not fucking real at all. But are we sure? <laughs> I don't know for not sure. A restaurant. Hey, can't. are you a thousand percent sure? I feel like I'm a thousand percent sure there is not a top restaurant on the Eiffel Tower. Now, if there is, I do have editing power here. So there probably is. I don't feel like that's a real thing. I think that's fully for this movie. Is there? Uh, I believe there is. All right. Elevated French let... haunts offering uh, strip views from the eleventh floor of the wait Paris Las Vegas Eiffel Tower. Oh, okay. It's uh, different, Corey. <laughs> God damn it! Who knows? Got me. They waited to say Las Vegas. <laughs> they wanted to get you. Offering French haunts. It's <laughs> a weird way to what put a it. description. <laughs> I don't. I think I don't even know was, what that means. And it's no longer. What if there was a restaurant there in the eighties? Mm. I'm gonna go ahead and say no. But probably not, if probably not, we could do some research at the break. I suppose <laughs> it'd be cool. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the Chateau de Rothschild. Um, my favorite photo I've ever seen. Uh, this is off topic, but what else do we do here? Oh but wait, my favorite photo. I, I apologize. We gotta stop. Uh, Madame uh, Madame Brasserie, the restaurant on the first floor of the Eiffel Tower. The first floor. So there you go. Well, yeah, they would have been a, like they would have been on the first a, floor. He climbs. Well, it's like a hollow tower, so the first floor is actually well, pretty well, far up. Like my mom always says, I'll do my own research. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hell, Fauci. <laughs> A little insight, a little insight for everybody. Yeah, a little insight to my life. Uh, but no, my favorite photo of all time is uh, Julio Iglesias on a private jet. He has a bottle of Chateau de Rothschild and a glass of it, and he's eating frittatas and a, a bucket, bucket of fried of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> a bucket of KFC. Yeah. That's he awesome. Lives in the life. Yeah. Go look for that picture because it is I, fun. I want to find What a man. Julio. Yeah. What a man. But was Julio it Lafitte or is... was it Mouton? Rothschild. Oh. Well. Big difference. Big difference. I, let me just say this. Uh, it, it's an 80s picture. So if you can find out, enjoy. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can zoom in that class. Mm. Class. Uh, yeah. So this aubergine. Yeah, a guy hired. who we haven't met before. Is I just... believe he was hired by a group of jockeys to okay. look into why the horses were winning. All right, great. And so James was like, maybe he'll have some information. We're going to pay him a bunch of money, mm. and we'll go talk to him. Okay. 
Well, this is what Tibbet set up, which is another guy we met. Tibbet is Lord Godfrey. Yeah, uh, he's like James, Sir Godfrey, excuse pal me. for for this part of the movie, just this part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's gone uh, shortly after. Well, I'm uh, glad you explained that because it's almost as if the writers chose not to really explain. Well, it, it doesn't matter at all, and I'll <laughs> point it out in like six yeah. minutes when we get yeah. to the next scene. Sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, no, he's not of much help at all because he's killed by an assassin with a butterfly hook on a fishing pole. And also, I, I, I'll listen. note that I'll note that it's impossible to not know who that assassin is. Although they try to make you seem like, who could it be? Hmm. Who let's else see. has a six foot hat on? Still, <laughs> just hmm. let's see, rail thin, six feet tall. <laughs> With a box top. The, mm. os- the only black person <laughs> that we see. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, main, not pretty much. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> These Bond movies have a... They have an issue. Yeah, they, <laughs> they have do. a real issue. They do. Uh, now listen, if you turned on this movie, did you think even for a second you were going to get a musical sequence where a woman whistles as Big Butterflies no. fly around? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this disgusting aubergine was like, eh, Just, maybe we should maybe we should collect her butterfly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, uh, eggplant. <laughs> we gotta watch this girl. The sing. grossest man. <laughs> oh, we can't talk anymore. This show is on. <laughs> this gorgeous woman is whistling as Now, did you guys at first think they were Trying to portray these as real butterflies, I, I or were you just shocked out of your mind? I thought at least they were like maybe being blown up from below with some air or something. I didn't think okay. they'd be fishing poles of people just like bouncing them around. And I love they even take the extra step. All right, dress in all black. We're gonna try and make this seem real. It's so ridiculous. I, I've I've yeah. always wondered what people who see this the first time are like. I'm sorry. What? what? What is going on? That's what I was. Yeah. Okay. I also could be some, for the first that could time. be some French bullshit that we just you know we don't know anything about. All, I mean, here's the thing. All I gotta say is it's so weird and out of place. Either these writers are just the most creative humans on earth, or th- they've seen this somewhere because this is just too weird to just out on a whim be like, you know what, this scene needs. A whistling lady in fake butterfly. A whistling, just a whistlingest lady. I thought they were introducing our main Bond girl. No, this just a whistling lady, and she's 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 very small part of this this scene. In fact, never see her again. Never comes back. So yeah, she Mayday kills one of the uh, one of the butterfly holders, and then just basically whips her her special butterfly right into Aubergine's face. (laughs) And it's just like a hook that hit his cheek, but it kills him. Maybe they must poison him immediately. I I think she poisoned it. It's unclear. But when you say she whipped her butterfly into his face, I don't know why. Yeah, let's be honest. If if you haven't watched the movie, that might have not been (laughs) the best way to say it. But it's the most accurate thing that. But that is exactly what happens. That's he, the thing, Corey. You're he, not wrong. He <laughs> dies instantly, and James instantly makes a joke. Yeah. What is Checks his line? pulse, makes a joke, <laughs> and then runs out. <laughs> I can't remember what he said. No, he said there's a fly in his soup. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, he's that's fucking right. dead. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I forgot he said that. Yeah. It's great. And look, I know we can move on from this, but I just want to say <laughs> Mayday saved absolutely no time with the way she killed this man. I mean, if if she would have walked in with a shotgun and blew this man away point blank, everybody would have had the same reaction they right. had. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's she's so loud about first dispatching the the other guy. It's like the loudest thing I've ever seen. Everyone probably yeah. saw her do it. She's like, well, I fucked that up. I probably got to go ahead and whip this. Yeah, it's, it's not like she snuck into a rock concert. The bitch was whistling. Yeah. <laughs> she may as well have just walked up and shot him. I don't understand. What, yeah. what was the point of changing Exactly. Out, of I mean, out. immediately everybody sees what happens <laughs> yeah. and freaks out. They're not so, hidden. They're not well hidden at all. Yeah, she saved no time. Well, it's really good to grease your gears. Is that she runs off with the fishing pole? With the pole. Gibson, Gibson. <laughs> she was she, like, "I can still use this." She does still. She use does. It. Yep. But <laughs> I, I mean, and it's a magic fishing pole because they, they, he starts chasing her up the Eiffel Tower, and she's able to, well, I'll say, cast it at James, and it like wraps around him like, like ten times. Yep. I don't understand how she did that. I, I gotta say, seeing old ass roger moore run sad. up these stairs and try to untangle a little bit of string from his pants yeah i was like oh he's old it's like your grandfather wandering yeah out. oh <laughs> pop you gotta go back inside yeah you gotta let's sit down, get buddy. you inside okay just, i would go ahead and down. say it's not a little bit of fishing wire i mean that's that's pretty hard you can't just like pull that off well, but like roger's trying to bend down he's out of breath yeah he's like <laughs> 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 Yeah, it is pretty sad. (laughs) So Mayday has a parachute because, of course, she does. This is her getaway. And she jumps off the Eiffel Tower, but doesn't stop Bond from chasing her down in half a car. He steals the car and then breaks it in half and still is able to drive it. I I will say this this hatchback shit was really good, though. I like it. Yeah, and before it breaks, he jumps it. Yeah, he's having fun. With it. Yeah, yeah. And then like our French cars perforated. What? <laughs> First the top, the top gets ripped off so what? clean, and then just yeah, right in half. Uh, but I do like him driving around. Obviously not him. You could. They made yeah. no they, effort. No. no. And HD does not help this out at all. No. You can clearly see. No. This is absolutely not Roger well, Moore. That guy looks a lot younger than Roger. All of a sudden, he looks huh? Isn't that strange? Roger looks great in this scene. Uh, I will say, I'm always blown away when that fucking when he hits the top of the car off when he drives through that, and then the guy pops up. It is like eh, that's pretty fun. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, Roger. And then it gets cut in half. Yeah. <laughs> Roger drives the car to a bridge, chasing Mayday, and quite literally crashes a wedding. That's being held on a boat. Mm-hmm. And they're playing music that sounds a lot more like New Orleans jazz than Parisian music. I was going to ask you so about this It was so interesting. Story. I was like, it's, that... it's, it's the theme. Oh, it was, was it? the theme? Yeah. There's... I know the theme is throughout the movie in different ways. I didn't They I didn't just jazzed it, it up. But yeah, it was. They did oh, a good job music. hiding it there. I didn't recognize yeah. it was the theme. Guys, I mentioned I've seen this movie countless number of times. <laughs> I never realized that. <laughs> So many wow. times. And this yeah. is even just a song element that you would have always at least heard if you weren't actually watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's always cleaning. That's uh, He's never paying attention. That's what it is. Andrew doesn't 
He's whistling while he's working. He never did. Yeah. I let <laughs> all the butterflies in the house. You see the whistle scene? Yeah. You're inspired. Let's be honest. I just turned this movie on, watched the whistle scene, and turned it off. <laughs> That's all I need. Um, That's all I need today. I am ready. So Mayday uh, basically lands in a boat that is being driven by Max, and they cackle and drive off. <laughs> When Grace Jones has this belated laugh, it does make me laugh out loud. <laughs> She's unhinged for a lot of this movie and then kind of sort of gets regular. It's interesting. But I yeah, I'll talk about it later, but I actually do really love her in this movie. I do too. She's great. Yeah. She's she's kind of the reason it it stands out, I think, because she's so she's doing a lot of interesting things. Yeah. Outfits she aside, she's also choices. acting in a really odd way sometimes. Yeah. Some interesting choices from Grace Jones, but I love all of them. Every fucking one. Yep. She's not one of my complaints about this movie. <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I don't have anything negative to say about her at all. So, yeah. next scene, M scolds Bond about cocking up the, the aubergine thing, deal, I guess. Uh, and uh, they next plan to head to Zoran's estate for a stud sale to further investigate his uh his crimes. Yeah. Which all right, circling back to this whole aubergine shit. <laughs> yeah, let's they did go this back. whole setup to go get some more information from aubergine. Aubergine tells them, "Oh, he's gonna have this sale at his stud farm." Yep. Tibbet goes to it every year. Yep. Why did we have to go to Aubergine to find this out? You know, had to have an Eiffel scene. We had to have an Eiffel Tower scene. like, yeah, I can get you in. It's almost no as problem. If the writers were like, we need to put something between this and this. We need to go. Let's go to the Eiffel They're like, we need a location. <laughs> yeah. We need an action sequence. Ah, uh, fucking Paris. Maybe this guy who dies, and yeah. uh, you know. We've done 13 of these movies, and we haven't gone to the Eiffel Tower. We've got to go there. <laughs> we got to do it, guys. Got to. Um, uh, so, All right, so, Corey, he's going to uh, this auction because – now, correct me if I'm wrong, Corey. This movie is about horses, right? Uh, that was a person about horses. So yeah. right, 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 right. James decides to go with the cover name St. John Smythe, but he keeps going St. John Smythe, which is sort of how you say it, but he's really paring it down. It Okay. <laughs> the whole time I I turned on subtitles. I was like, what the fuck are they saying? It is St. John Smythe. Smith. Or yeah. Smith. St. John Smith, yeah. It's yeah. Smythe. They say Smythe, I think. Okay. Yeah. But I've all you know, I remember the first time really watching this movie and being when it comes up later on Zorn's computer, I'm like, wait, his name is St. John Smythe? Yeah, I, I thought it was Sinjin Smith. <laughs> well, it's spelled like S I N dash J U N Smythe. It's so dumb the way he says it. Sinjin. Yeah, it's stupid. Sinjin Smythe. Sinjin. And I don't know why he keeps correcting people. Yeah, you gotta say it right. Dummy. Interesting. <laughs> Dummy. Because Saint John is a dumb name. At least it sounds like it doesn't sound like it. It's Sinjin. At least you could argue. It's a weird name. It's not St. John as a name. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, yeah. He and Tibbet uh, go undercover. Tibbet as his driver and, let's let's say, his man. Tibbet's my man. Uh, right. Doesn't they... change Tibbet's name, even no. though Tibbet has Tibbet's frequented... He's like a lord, these... 
Yeah, even he's though Tibbet has been here, he's right. gone to this thing. That's right. Do you think the head Tibbet? of security might have figured that one out? Tibbet is that? Say you well, fucking wait. Is are you Sir Godfrey? <laughs> Godfrey no, Tibbet? no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, not me. I mean, honestly, I didn't write Tibbet's name down until. Right about now, because up until now, I didn't care about who that guy was. <laughs> I was like, okay, finally, he's, he's actually doing something in this movie. He starts yeah. to go investigate the horse pins. By the way, if you didn't know, this guy was uh, the main guy on the television show Avengers. He was the uh, main character in that one. Yeah. Mm, he's Thanos? Uh, huh? What'd you say? I said he was Thanos? Yep. Hmm. Thanos is the main guy in Avengers. Is that your take from that? Those serious movies. Thick, uh, yeah, thick Thanos. I'm sorry. Thick maybe Thanos I should... is the main guy. <laughs> let me let me just clarify a little. The British television show Avengers. <laughs> mm. Ah, yes. That was yes, there we are. That was remade into a terrible movie with <laughs> Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman and Sean Connery. Yeah. Since we're talking about it, talking about Bond. Uh, uh, the part apparently... where Sean Connery turns into a bunch of. Care Bears, which is... I was going to say, there is a Care Bear <laughs> There's a Care Bear. of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. But yeah, apparently he and Roger Moore, he worked on the Avengers and Roger Moore worked on the stage across from him when he did The Saint. So they were friends. Uh, you could tell that they, they had good rapport good on, chemistry. on the screen. Good chemistry. Uh-huh. Um, but yes. Yeah, so Tibbet goes to investigate the pins as Pegasus is being let in. By uh, a very old man who we're going to wait to introduce. Um, and oh, he... do you mean uh, Air Doctor? Doc... <laughs> Dr. Dr. Eyebrow's monocle? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Monocle? Dr. Eyebrow Monocle. Dr. Monocle. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Eyebrow Monocle. <laughs> was Tibbet going rogue? It seems so. that way. I thought, he was... I thought that that was his plan to go, he'd do this while Bond kind of canoodles. Okay. Seemed like it, at least. Uh, so he. Uh... <laughs> He he cannot find Pegasus the minute he opens up the door. Pegasus is is not in the pens, even though they just walked out. Uh, and he uh, he gives up for now. So the next scene, we get to meet Jenny Flex, who really we, we we thought would be a huge part of this movie. This is played by Allison Duty, who is uh, in, in the Last Crusade. As who? The main she, girl. She's the main girl. Oh, is she main? Oh. Um, she does nothing in this movie, though. She's just kind of in it. Can, can you explain? Was there a, a legit attempt at an innuendo with her name? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't she's get flexible. it. She's flexible. Jenny Flex. But that's, that one's such a reach. That's a little bit of a reach. Oh, well, yeah. Jenny Flex. Jenny <laughs> uh, Flex. Yeah. I, they don't even introduce his... Hmm. So he's... so. Zoran's got kind of a harem of women, we'll say. Mayday being the lead hench, Jenny being the white hench person, and there's also an Asian hench person named, I think her name is Pan Lo, and I don't even think they ever God. say her name on the air. I had no, to look it up. No, but they do take time out of their day to dress her up like uh, the most Asian, Street Fighter. <laughs> God, the most Asian stereotype ever. ever. And they, but they, they do almost nothing. They're kind of the most. I really thought she would have another speaking line, but I don't think she does. Well, let's be honest. If you got those two, and when you try and put them next to a Grace Jones, yeah. Grace Jones is going to outshine them all fucking day. <laughs> so, Grace Jones, I'll take all of their lines, please. They don't need. Yeah. To, they, they don't need to say anything. 
Yeah. Ginny Flex. Ginny Flex. So, <laughs> Bond and Tibbet go up to their rooms and find all the bugs, or at least they find one bug in the room, and put a little tape recorder. Haha, they trick the bug system. Apparently no cameras in the in the room, because that's too, too easy. Uh, and they uh, head out on the pad on the deck and now we get introduced to our bond girl stacy sutton comes out of the helicopter played by tanya roberts uh and um bond gets a little horny pretty much instantly mm, says i'm yeah. gonna go i'm gonna go find <laughs> her please what else is new though yeah <laughs> what else tanya roberts gorgeous woman beautiful she's her eyes i wonder if those are contacts they might be they're piercing in this movie i'm i watched the making of and i think those are her wow that's really her they're crazy eyes i think i think you're right Mm -hmm. i think yeah were they did you ever notice them in uh that 70s show um no but i did notice them in beastmaster (laughs) i did did forget that is how she got this job by the way he makes an appearance in this right (laughs) what I'm sorry, Dolph, what were you saying? Is Dolph Lundgren Beastmaster? No, no, no. no. He's Mm-mm. He-Man. He-Man. Okay. He-Man. Yeah. He-Man. He-Man. Master of the universe. Master of the universe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, Beastmaster That's is right. about uh, a two out of 100 <laughs> as far as movies go. <laughs> <laughs> two out of a hundred. Two out of a hundred. Yeah, that is, that's some shade. But if you ever want to just, if you ever have one of those days where you're like, I wish there was a movie I could watch where they just let Rip Torn do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you want to check out Beastmaster. Mark Singer. <laughs> Mark that. Singer is the lead. Yeah, if you ever want to see a movie where someone should not be an actor, watch Mark Singer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. There are but two reasons yeah. to watch it. <laughs> she is, she's one of them. She's gorgeous. Yeah, so she's beautiful, but... Mm. But I didn't. Uh oh. There's a, there's there's some left to be desired on the acting uh, department. I'd say. Oh no, she's terrible. Yeah, she's yes. not good. Yes. As yeah. as as Bond girls go, she's not offering much for us here. No, 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 no. no not not at all. In fact, there. I mean, honestly, there are times when it cuts back to her later in the movie. You're like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Tony <laughs> Roberts is still in this. Sure. Yeah, so, you're still alive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And so, she's like, ah, uh, I, has a real Christmas Jones vibe to her, uh, ooh, her whole that, situation. That's low praise. <laughs> that's, that is, but accurate. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. About, you're right there. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think I might like Christmas a little bit more, actually. At least she was kind of silly. <laughs> she's pretty silly. Yeah. They, they didn't give her a whole lot to do in this movie at all. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. So James dons a white dinner jacket. And scopes out the party that's being held after the uh, stud sale. He uh, whips out his first gadget. I will call them sunglass window detenters. <laughs> detenters, yes. That, I mean, I've always wondered, is this detenting or is it removing reflection? I don't I, know. I didn't Unclear. know what it was. <laughs> yeah. But I did know uh, they were hideous. They were and had giant massive. tabs on them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was like, "Fuck it, we're not making these discreet." My, my thing is, the security guard <laughs> walks up to him a mil- like a second later. So the security guard definitely walked up to this guy 
just like doing this weird thing with his glasses <laughs> yeah. that is obviously a little shady. He's yeah, like, he's obviously moving something <laughs> and some, staring some, in the window with, like, of his boss's office. <laughs> and and you know what? For the record, he he is suspicious of him for the rest of the horse horse shit. <laughs> yeah, the horse. I mean, he's in the rest of the movie. Are we talking about uh, lead henchman Scarpine? No, it's the same guy. <laughs> wait, realize. wait, wait! I didn't realize that was the same guy that carries over to the end. I thought those two totally different guys. <laughs> I was gonna say, Corey, he he's in the rest of the movie. <laughs> no, I remember that there is like his henchman Scarpine in the end. I didn't realize that was who that was. Yeah, that's the guy talking to him as soon as he gets to the horse farm. Oh yeah, I mean, I I remember mm-hmm. them as two different people. <laughs> well, he didn't same do guy. much. Yeah, I mean, who cares? I mean, don't get me wrong. In in this movie, it would surprise me if they just brought in a brand new actor halfway through. Apparently, yeah. he means more to Zoran than Mayday does. So, kudos, Scarpine. <laughs> you know, it's not a bad point. <laughs> he does. He does seem to mean a lot more. Hmm. So now we get to meet. Dr. Carl Mortner, who is made of ADR. Just, <laughs> well, I would also argue. Not sure he says a single word that is actually recorded. I would also argue made of 90% eyebrow. Um, yeah. They are Ooh. wild. <laughs> he's made of, yeah, eyebrows, monocles, and ADR. And he's a, uh, I mean, the monocle is with no string and just keep it here all the time. What a dumb thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I got to be honest, yeah. I, there's an old picture of him on IMDb when he's young. He has the monocle still. So that's what? not an, that's not something for this character. That's that's just this dude. <laughs> <What>? So wait. <laughs> They just said, you are too interesting not to have this in. <laughs> you can just keep that, dude. You can yeah, just keep it. That, that looks appropriate yeah. for a you villain. You know what? Th- this Nazi doctor really seems like he'd have a monocle just hanging out in his eye. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. It's, unless that old picture is actually an old picture from this movie that they just didn't, that I must have missed. But <laughs> it looks like him. Well, and he's still got the monocle, so... <laughs> I think I'll do a little looking hmm. into this. Do some sleuthing. We'll see if I'm okay. <laughs> way off base here. That just seems so incredibly uncomfortable. And, I mean, what is it? Is it correcting the vision of one eye? Is that what's well, going on here? I mean, that is a thing. Some people have, like, astigmatism in one eye. I guess. I don't believe it. Go uh, figure. I'll do, mm-hmm. I'll do my own research. So we yes, get our... Eyebrows. Yeah, and we get our second... Meh, gadget. James has a camera ring, and he's mm. taking pictures of Zoran because he and Zoran finally get to meet, and they have a a very passive aggressive conversation. And he's just snapping pictures with his camera ring, and we don't see where those pictures go. We never actually follow up with those pictures at all. But hey, it's a gadget. <laughs> um, but yeah. hey, it's a gadget. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't know where those pictures go. If somebody's analyzing them, he's just doing it. Yeah, he just. For By fun. the way, this guy only has three pictures on his IMDb, and two of them are the exact same. So, oh, that sucks. <laughs> I no I conclusive saw, proof. <laughs> I saw this picture on Amazon's X-ray, so we can look there. Oh, you're the person who uses Amazon X-ray. It's okay. great. You, we're talking about like open up IMDb to see who that person is. Just click on the X-ray while you're watching. It's great. There we go. So, uh, the next thing, Bond goes flirting with Stacy. Jumps over there, 
starts to shoot a shot. And Zoran does not like that. And we actually no. find out that Mayday doesn't recognize James, even though she turned back and looked right at him in the Eiffel Tower a couple times. Do- yeah. Doesn't recognize him at all. Fish hooked him everything. So that's, a, that's a mark at the bad hinge person for Mayday. It's like, boy, yeah. you don't recognize the guy who chased you and almost caught you after you... The guy, you he was also I, sitting with eggplant. That was just, all eggplant. of that. Like, you got a good enough look at eggplant to know that that was the guy you were supposed to kill. Yeah. You yep. probably would have observed the, uh, the other people at the table. Yeah, one would think. But who knows? So Look, get, I don't know the way... Get it together, Mayday. Mayday it, takes you, it takes you way too long to catch up here, Mayday. Uh, so the next thing, Tibbet goes to trying to find the prize horse again. This time, however, James uh, pulls a... Well, he pulls, let's say, a Watson against him. And uh, doesn't think he can do it himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The old Sherlock Holmes Baskerville's treatment for all you novelists out there. Yeah. Oh, we forgot that James snuck into Zoran's office and made a used his check copying gadget. Oh, right. right. Check copying to gadget. To figure his out Louis that Zoran, uh, yes, that Zoran had written Stacy a $5 million right. check. Good, very good, very good. Very good, very good. So James, <laughs> James, along with Tibbet, search through the stables and find a way in a little elevator to a secret horse lab underneath the, the horse pens. And they basically find out that they have microchip-powered horse steroids that they're using on Pegasus. And uh, which, what a movie which, this is becoming. <laughs> and I love that all James had to do was pick up this vial and be like, oh, okay, so this is a horse I steroid. I know exactly <laughs> what's happening here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we found out earlier, and I forgot to say, when they're talking about the microchips in M's office, James knows everything about them. Oh, the absolutely. Minister of Defense doesn't know much. James somehow knows, is an expert on microchips, as always. Classic yeah. James. And I would say that, I, in a weird world, I guess it would make sense that James would know about microchips. I find it a little harder to buy that he just looks at this vial and figures out, oh, well, oh. What, this is horse tranquilizer, you know. It gives a horse a steroid rush. It is able to run faster. <laughs> Duh! It's remote <laughs> operated. It'll fit in a in a horse horse whip. What do you call those things? <laughs> Jockey cane? I don't even remember. <laughs> they, I, got, they have a name. I don't. <laughs> he says it, but I certainly can't pull it right now. Yeah. But <laughs> that's how I like they're doing. Jockey it. cane or horse whip. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You're whipping the horse whip. So yeah. So some guards come down and uh, find them snooping. And they, uh, they sort of get into a fight, but really the guards kind of just choose to lay down on the conveyor belt. This I mean, is it's barely a fight. Old. This is the oldest. Like, I'm not scared of this old motherfucker at all. This is, I wrote down the old man fight. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. They, they are... do that because it wouldn't have been realistic for James to beat up Like a Dolph Lundgren type? Oh, no, that wouldn't happen. And funny enough, Roger Moore even mentions that in the making of. At one point, he's like, you know, when you have to start getting uh, old guards. Yeah, when you have to start getting (laughs) stuntmen who are old enough to look like I could beat them up is when I realized 
it's time. To I go. shouldn't do anymore. It's yeah. Time to <laughs> move the fuck on. Because truly, uh, when the when they get in a fight, it's like, oh, that makes sense. These are four <laughs> old people in a fucking brawl. <laughs> and honestly, in hindsight, looking at it like that way, it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's four so old stupid. dudes fighting. Now, the part that always makes me laugh in the scene is James and Sir Godfrey hide. And then all of a sudden you see his leg kick one of the villains in the face. <laughs> and they want you to believe that James just... No, they, even better. They want you to believe this decrepitly old Sir Godfrey kicked that <laughs> eye in the air. I don't know. Yeah, that was James' kick. No, it was Tibbetts. Tibbetts got those leg a... kicks. <laughs> and not more than two minutes prior, you see Tibbetts Barely able to walk into this horse stable. <laughs> yeah, it, every time I see that happen, I laugh out loud. He did a incredible. rocket kick. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, you're right, Corey. At one point, one of the ba- one of the henchmen just lays down he just on his conveyor down. belt, <laughs> like puts his hands, yeah, like yeah. by it's his very sides, completely. That that had to be the saddest thing to shoot. <laughs> Like, all right, Roger, try and make it look like you're putting him down and you act like you're knocked out. It's like, Jesus Christ, Roger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, right before it, Roger basically puts one of them in a box and a zip tie, like zip ties around this guy's eye sockets. And that was shocking. It's <laughs> yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> that looks a little real, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All of a sudden, it just cuts the top of his head off in this movie. It has a real change in tone. <laughs> Ugh, whoops. It wouldn't be the first time that Bond was out of nowhere sadistic. So <laughs> True. Just murdering people out of nowhere. So, meanwhile, Mayday and Zorin are training some martial arts. <laughs> Mayday happens to be wearing a, a thong, you know, onesie. I mean, it is wildly up her butt. <laughs> The, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like everybody, who doesn't do a late night karate session in your thong? Right? I mean, that's their yeah. foreplay, and they do. They it is foreplay because they get on the ground and do some very aggressive kissing. Ugh, it's weird. It like why teeth teeth growling? I acting. do love that Grace Jones is a vicious love maker, <laughs> a vicious lover. <laughs> uh, ah. It almost made me want to be like, I wonder if Christopher Walken knew she was going to do that because it's so alarming. Hey, whoa, whoa. I don't know. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, you're growling. Yeah, I chose not to do the I chose not to do the impression. I was going to say, that transferred into Travolta for a second. Hey, you're growling. A tale to see. Uh, So... The alarms go off, and they immediately suspect Sinjin Smythe doing some bullshit. They're right. James is outside doing fucking acrobatics, because <laughs> he's not old. <laughs> he's not old. Wait, are you are you saying that you don't think Roger jumped off this thing and climbed up that toll bridge? Jumped that across a moat? <laughs> so crazy. I don't know if I believe that, Corey. This seemed like 100% 70-year-old Roger Moore jumping on that bridge. See, I, all this shit is one of the things that I didn't appreciate it uh? about this movie. So, like, in uh, Never Say Never Again, they kind of leaned into the fact that Connery was old. They referenced it 
a few times. They did. Yeah. Like, I wish they would have done that here. Like, we know this isn't Roger Moore doing all this stuff. Lean into yeah. that. Make it yeah. a little more difficult. It's Play okay. with the idea. Of, yeah. It's okay to have we, an old Bond. He can he's do old. old Bond stuff. Right. Like, even if they had just one scene where it was like, oh, God, my back. That would have been at least kind of fun. <laughs> well, like, they cut to him trying to pull up over the bridge. Like, Ooh, yeah, what have I something. done? It just falls into the moat. <laughs> it just falls. <laughs> when in all reality, if Roger Moore tipped over, that hip is shattered. Just right. mean. <laughs> like, I can't suspend my disbelief when you cut to this gentleman heaving, going up the... I mean, the stairs. Every, I mean, yeah. Anytime I've ever watched this movie, it just, it really makes me laugh out loud. Like when he's on the snowboard, it's like, okay, <laughs> all right, guys, <laughs> give me a break. Okay. Jumping across the bridge, it's like, <laughs> oh boy, okay. <laughs> it's too much. It's way too much. But listen, Rogers rocking that fucking velour tracksuit in this scene. That's true. <laughs> That's yeah. 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 So at this point, when Mayday goes to check on his room. Him not even being in there, she finally realizes something clicks, and this is the guy that she that was chasing her in the Eiffel Tower. Now, and listen, for all, you, uh, for all the aspiring actors out there, you should really watch the moment of realization that Grace Jones gives. <laughs> because it is... <laughs> she puts the finger on the chin, mm. has big <laughs> eyes, and then says, that's, I know him. That's right. A light bulb shatters behind her. How did that happen? I mean, it's actor studio shit in the works. <laughs> well, as she goes to... By the way, uh, when they get up to to find Sinjin Smythe, she puts on this robe because she's basically wearing a thong onesie. And this robe has so many different part pieces of fabric juxtaposing each other it's the most insane piece of clothing, and it makes no sense. So it, she she needs to go change into something more appropriate to go chase down Bond, but Bond's in her bed waiting for her. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, he wants to sleep with her to throw off the scent, and guys, Bond does not <laughs> like being the sub at oh. all. <laughs> this, well, I gotta tell you, it's never been so obvious that Bond is a power bottom in this. <laughs> 100 <laughs> percent you think he liked that so you think you he would did think like it. he you was like think. wait a minute hmm. i'm this, not used to this this may be what i'm like <laughs> by this the way it's a fun idea. little uh fun little behind the scenes thing here uh grace jones uh hit a dildo under the pillow and so when she gets on top of james she does start messing with Apparently, Roger Moore the, using the dildo on Roger Moore. Okay. Not really, but she did. Oh. I'm sorry. Wait. Let me try and explain it better, and I'll delete all Grace right. Jones <laughs> begged Roger Moore. <laughs> yeah. On, on camera. That's what we yeah. were saying. Apparently, she takes it out from under the pillow and, like, I guess acts like she's putting up his butt, and he, like, was like, mm. what's going on? <laughs> but don't stop. <laughs> oh. Oh. I found my niche. <laughs> but that's what you get with a Grace Jones in your movie. She's going to pull out a dildo at any time. You're quite masculine. <laughs> I it there is something so fun about Grace Jones taking over though. And Bond's like, "Oh god." <laughs> but I can't uh, tell who's more uncomfortable, Roger Moore or Grace Jones. 
Uh, they both. <laughs> it's a very. There's zero chemistry in there. Really shouldn't no. be. No. Yeah. Oh, I. I did want to point out when uh there are karate fighting. Karate fighting. Karate uh, party is what I heard. <laughs> I love when Christopher Walken has some stellar line reads in this movie, but when he picks up the phone and gives. I said not to disturb us. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I feel like even most times he's he's really trying to dial it back. And even in those times, I'm like, he, I know he wanted to go bigger. So good old Mortner and Zorin are investigating the horse lab. And uh, they think that something's run afoul because one of the vials is in the wrong slot. And that makes them go, something's up. So Zorin immediately suspects old Sinjin Smythe, and the next day, he opts to meet with him inside his office and uses a little uh, little computer and camera to identify James Bond there on the spot, which, why did it take so long to do that? Maybe do that for all of your guests. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? If you're... Bond does have a, a really fun line when he enters the room here. I don't know if any of you have it, but... Uh... I don't have it. Uh, I know. Yes. You know the line? Yes, 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 yes. yes. You, do you have it? I do. Okay. Not going to use it then. Well, I, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not. It's not my line. It's not my award. Oh, okay. That's what you're asking. Is it your yeah. award, Andrew? I'm going to hold it in the pocket just in case. All right, fine. Just okay. in case you take my big old one. save it. Yep. So, Ozoran decides to. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> He knows it's James Bond, but just like any villain, he wants to play with him first. So he oh, challenges yeah. him to a horse race. Before James can do that, he decides to send Tibbet off. Maybe because he suspects something. He also wants Tibbet to uh, tell them about the microchip stuff. Sure. Yeah. He wants him to report to him and everybody about what's going on. But, side plot, Mayday stops all that by sneaking into the car and presumably garrots him or maybe just chokes him or snaps his neck. Who knows when he's in, and look, in this, the car wash. This is all on him because I check the backseat every time I get the also, car. Also, when he was opening the gate, she was there, mm-hmm. and then he turned around and she, she was wasn't. Gone. I would have immediately been like, let me go and take a look in the backseat. <laughs> let me look in the yeah, trunk. She's just back there snickering. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. giggling to herself the whole time. Also... I don't, maybe it's just me, but I don't know if I would drive a Rolls Royce through an automatic car wash. It's an interesting but, choice. It's, yeah. That's. Uh, yeah. Number one, bad choice. Secondly, why did Tibbet go to the car wash first? Why don't you go tell him first? The car wash was a jo- Yeah, it's like you don't have to go wash the car. It's, that's kind of just yeah. like. The- hey, Tibbet. Last important thing on the list, okay? <laughs> Don't need to do it right now. My guess is that, so they send the other two girls to follow him, and I think he must have seen that he was being followed. But that's just a big ruse, obviously. And so maybe yeah. he was like, oh, I actually need to act like I'm actually washing the car so that they're thrown off the scent. So he probably thought he was doing some spy shit. Sure. <laughs> not, but did not notice the eight-foot-tall <laughs> no, um, <yeah>. <laughs> supermodel in the backseat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's he's uh, murdered. Poor poor Tibbet. Tibbet's poor, gone. 
Uh, so James dons a riding cap and uh, heads off to ride with Soren, looking like a buffoon. Like, <laughs> Roger in that riding cap, I, it looks so odd. I mean, this whole riding scene it's <sighs> makes Christopher Walken and Roger Moore look like buffoons. <laughs> I, I didn't understand what was going on. Also, why were all these other horsemen hench riders just beat to shit yeah can it yeah. i want to know the backstory there these are obvious goons that they just that that zoran was going to use to make it harder for james but it it's just hard for them because i yeah. guarantee that they're not all horse riders and they're just like made to that's why they're all beat to shit <laughs> yeah off their horses all Dude, the time. Yeah. because zoran is challenged him to this race basically makes him do it uh and if he wins he's He's okay. It's, I don't even remember what someone I, says. Like you just got to make it through. He said he'd give him the, the horse. Ithacus the horse. Cult. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Pegasus, right. Pegasus' brother. Mm-hmm. Which, again, this ruse is really deep. <laughs> the Pointless really deep. ruse, because yeah. they go through this this you know racetrack with some jumps and everything, and every time Zoran makes the jump, he hits a he, one of his cohorts hits a switch. To make the jump harder, yeah. but but James keeps making them, so yeah. it's so pointless. Well, James is a superhero, and <laughs> he, he's the only one who can make any of this happen. Like, why? And all the while, all he had to do is hit his little button. Yeah, he's just holding on to his riding cane. That's what it's called, right? Um, well... That still might be wrong. I mean, one might even argue all he really had to do was shoot James for the guy on the horse and call it a day. But or you know, every time, he, like the first, like maybe a couple for fun, make them harder. And then one of those, one of those little obstacles, maybe there's like knives underneath it. But that'd be horrible if that 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 would kill the horse, not James. Oh, rip the horse! Yeah, that would be really fucking graphic. So yeah. Um, so yeah, he activates the horse steroid to drive the horse crazy that James is on, and it sends him off track into the woods. Meanwhile, he's being chased by these all these other goons who are like punching him uh, and trying to stop him. And he rides up next to what he the Rolls Royce, which he thinks is Tibbets, but it's actually Mayday. And then they, of course, <laughs> capture him. It was all. It- fucking pointless though yeah so it does make me laugh stupid. that mayday put tibbet's hat on <laughs> she did she did that's a real mayday move honestly it's a real mayday if i'm move. driving you know why not i'm gonna I wear wanna that look, i want to look classy every time i see that i'm just like that's Guys. hilarious so at I, this yeah at this at this point where you know bond finds out that tibbet is dead and then Zoran comes over, and James is like, "You made a mistake, Zoran, killing Tibbet. This fucking writing, or I don't know, oh, this is at- yeah." He goes, "Well, I'm about to make the same mistake again." <laughs> you know what? Not yeah, bad. good line. Really. Yeah, which like, means it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> which means he would. Is that you're gonna you're gonna re-kill Tibbet? Well, or- <laughs> the same mistake would be to kill Tibbet again. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> They drag Tibbet's body out of the car. <laughs> Set him up like fucking weakened at Bernie's. <laughs> choke him. And choke him again. <laughs> you like this, James? Like what I'm doing? <laughs> this movie just turns into, like, movie turns into awakenings for a little bit. Tibbet's comes back alive so they can kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. 
Um, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the writing of this is wild. Oh, man. But it also doesn't help that Christopher Walken is delivering in a way an Academy Award winning actor should not. Oh, okay. I didn't know where you were going with it. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Yeah. He's really given an interesting portrayal. Sure. Like, uh, one of one thing I absolutely love is when they find out James is missing from the bedroom and Christopher Walken to no one just screams, we must find him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Oh, shit. It's, it's, he's a very interesting choice for a Bond villain. We can just, yeah. we'll just say that. So yeah. they uh, decide yeah. to, you know, we're not going to shoot James. We're just going to drown him, which is, you know, typical villainy. And James escapes the car and uses a Michelin tire for oxygen, yep. which I don't know if that would work. I'm pretty sure not at all. Would but you, uh, you just swallow all the water. Yeah. Just breathe it right I, in your lungs. I don't know how accurate. You'd have to get, like, the tiniest mouth ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Really seal that shit. And as we, as we have established... Roger Moore's facelift has made it impossible for him to make his mouth any smaller. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, how did he engage the air pressure? Like, you, that's, is that how tires work? If you took the cap off, they would just start going. I thought there was always I think he pushed. He pushed it with his thumb. He yeah, did push he, it. He I didn't. I must have just yeah. missed that part. Okay. Now keep in mind, it doesn't make it any more logical. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, this was uh, Cubby Broccoli's actual Rolls Royce they used in this movie. Yeah. Did they really dump it into the lake? Okay. This here is, <laughs> No way. <laughs> listen, here is some real rich people excess to a degree you can't imagine. They use cubby broccolis for the driving. And then they were like, well, we got to put it in the water. They bought a brand new fucking Rolls Royce just to do that scene. Ugh. We don't gotta do that. <laughs> we don't have to do this. Could have just thrown James in the water and found another way for him to escape. <laughs> now, like, nah, we got to put it on paper. We got a Michelin <laughs> bonus this year. We got to put Michelin in there somehow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this was a brand new Rolls Royce. They submerged in water. <laughs> wow. Yeah, which lets you know sometimes you just can have too much money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so that's pointless. Mm-hmm. The next pointless and thing is... <laughs> I was about to say. Speaking of fucking pointless shit. Fucking KGB. So it's previously established that Zorin is working with the KGB or is KGB. And fucking Gogol appears. And Zorin decides to separate himself from the KGB uh, with the help of his harem of women. Basically, Gogol is saying that was a mistake killing Bond without approval from us. And Zorin says, I don't want to be y'all no more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you really sit and just pay attention to what is being said in the scene, it makes absolutely no sense what is going on. Not at all. Yeah, it absolutely makes no sense. It, there's an illusion that, oh, well, he's part of like a superhuman group of people. And then all of a sudden, Grace Jones is a superhuman type of person. You're yeah, like, she like lifts up that dude over. And I was like, when did she get super strong? It's like, did I miss the scene where they're giving Grace Jones some magical concoction? I don't get it. She's got the horse steroids. I, I guess. Maybe. And then, because 
remember, this is a movie about horses, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And then the KGB shows up and it becomes a movie about super soldiers. <laughs> well, yeah. Sora, we're going to, we haven't really gotten yeah. to that part of it quite yet. And we got to talk about mint condition Dolph Lundgren in this movie. Who was dating Grace Jones at the time. <laughs> yep. Can you imagine what their sex just art a high art <laughs> there would be no legs on that fucking bed I mean, like Can you imagine that... their child oh god it'd be a 12 foot tall fucking angel yeah gorgeous <laughs> fucking sculpted angel it would be incredible um yeah that's an interesting relationship uh you know how they met this is a fun fact uh modeling no, you would think uh, Grace Jones was going to a nightclub in New York one night, and or it might have been his. Where's he from? Sweden. Uh. Wherever he's from. Anyway, we'll say it's from his home country. She was going in the nightclub, and he was the bouncer, and she was like, "Hey, you want to fuck?" <laughs> and they started a relationship. <laughs> yes. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yep. And hey, look, you get a. 40-year movie career out of it somehow. Good for you. Yeah, good for you, Dolph Lundgren, the bouncer. <laughs> the bouncer you. So <laughs> it's, it's essentially this scene that segues the movie into, I would, I would say, more of a typical Bond. There's a plot. There's like he's got an overarching scheme because... Zorin has a villainous lair in the sky, a little hot air balloon, and he has a. a, a <laughs> I would say, a, a, like a a blimp. <laughs> yeah. A, a blimp, not a hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah, a blimp. A blimp's this more appropriate. This meeting taking place in a hot air balloon. <laughs> you just wait until the wind blows the right Fuck, direction, uh, motherfucker. Definitely, definitely a blimp. <laughs> it's midnight. Give me a break. <laughs> By the way, did even for a second you think? That Zorn's lair is going to be a hot air or a blimp. No. Yeah. No, no. No, because that's not revealed in the beginning at all. No. Uh, it kind of cuts to a boardroom. Yeah. Well, a very uh, Bond esque boardroom. Like, it looks like a villain lair kind yeah. of thing. Hints of Ken Adam. Hints. I'd Hints. Say yeah. Whispers. Whispers. Uh, essentially, this is where he you know, reveals his plan that he wants to be the foremost leader at microchip supply. (laughs) And currently Silicon Valley holds that title. So he needs to wipe Silicon Valley off the map and he needs a hundred million dollars from each of these people on his board to, to do that. We don't quite know exactly what his plan is, but he wants to essentially form a microchip cartel with these people. And if you've never seen this movie before, you would watch the scene and be like, oh yeah, I guess this is about microchips. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we I spent so. 30 minutes with horses, but I guess this is all about microchips. <laughs> and uh, one of the guys does not like that idea. hundred million dollars is a lot of money. And so Grace Jones, Puts him on a slide right off the, what we now find out is a blimp in the sky. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I love that in the creation phase, Zorn was like, look, if a guy's giving me trouble, I want to throw him down a slide, <laughs> throw him off this blimp. That's Get- a dangerous button to have. <laughs> that is a real, 
What if you accidentally run into it? I would, yeah, I'd put some like extra protection around the rail button. We need a yeah. rail there for sure. But I do want to say, Grace Jones looks cool as shit in this scene. Oh, with her glasses? With her glasses yeah. and her leather jacket. She looks awesome. So we get, uh, we get a great little line where they're flying over San Francisco in the blimp. Grace Jones says, what have you? And uh, old uh, Walken confi- figures, uh, finishes that with, to a kill. Which sucks. Honestly, kind of sucks. No, it's it's terrible. What does that mean? <laughs> that it makes you, no sense. Like, is that what you're dr- drowning Silicon Valley? Is that is that the kill? I I. That's what kill. I, mean, I guess the kill is the is the yeah. I guess I guess so. I want to give them credit, but given the writing so far, I don't know if they put that much thought in it. Well, because really, what of you to a kill is just like, okay. It stems from being one of the <laughs> dumbest titles ever. A view to a kill. Yeah. It's clunky. It, it, what does it mean? <laughs> someone sees someone kill someone? I wonder if this was a book. Because they didn't mention it in the making of. I wonder. Mm-hmm. It's about microchips. I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, and Fleming doesn't know much about my <laughs> No, no, no. This was, yeah. it was a short story. Oh. Uh, something, it wasn't called A View to a Kill. It was like, with shooting a with a view to, to a stabbing. kill. Something like oh, that. Even um, clunkier, huh? Okay. It's, it's not good. Uh, but the, of course, the story itself has nothing to do with this movie. They completely changed everything. Of course. Yeah. Because why From a View to a Kill is the name of his short story. But the rest it's literally just the title and then they changed everything else. Wow. Huh. Oh well. I will say in the making of, they make it a big deal like the writers of this movie were like, Yeah, we really wanted to talk about microchips because they were really coming into Yeah, nineteen eighty five. And it's like Well, I gotta tell you, it didn't do a great job with it. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> You did not. I don't know if you hit that uh, post. I don't Just think saying. they realize that microchips, like, who would, who's going, we need to be the only people selling microchips. It's not like yeah. cocaine. It is, you know, it's, it's not a, there's no such thing as a cartel for microchips. <laughs> well, that's what Zorin Until was now. Until now. I mean, he was going to cause a mass murder for a billion dollars? A hundred million dollars from every person in that room? So... And then he said 90% of their income <laughs> yep, derived from their sales of microchips, which is, that's a tough deal. It's a tough that's one. A tough deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Zorin drives a hard bargain. <laughs> well. So James, um, James arrives in San Francisco, and he meets um, with, uh, oh. Did how? Miss did we miss James? Learning yeah, why that's why we need to go to San Francisco. Oh, why he needs to go to San Francisco? Oh. Why is he there? <laughs> oh, when yeah. did we? When did he? I thought, I, thought I missed something. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no. Well, I would even argue we, as the audience, are like, wait, why are we here? Do we, as the greater public, know that Silicon Valley is close to San Francisco? We don't. <laughs> but James is just there. Yeah, James nothing, is like, well, to be there. Nothing that happened. Well, in all fairness, 
Yeah, Zorin is yeah. driving around a fucking blimp with his name all over it. So, <laughs> I mean, somebody could have spotted him. That's true. Yeah. Oh, well, well, it's it's so. <laughs> well, you know, he keeps seeing his fucking blimp over the bridge, so I guess he's here. Maybe that was it. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna just guess that maybe so quickly they they said earlier in the film that Zorin has property in Southern California. That's well, all. That one. The one oil dude says. Yeah. Fris- right. Frisco. He says Frisco. Yeah. If I Hell, that. I don't even ride. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That guy. So there you yeah. go. Texas? That ah, one little Frisco. exchange. But that was it. <laughs> but, nah, Frisco. I have a big homosexual gathering. <laughs> <laughs> you like this milk, is... son? <laughs> you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> Definitely say naked. <laughs> so James meets with the CIA yes. agent, Chuck Lee. And here we get some just outrageous intel because it turns out it turns out old man Mortner is actually a Nazi doctor who played at torturing pregnant women in concentration camps and making steroid babies. This story is fucking insane. And let's let's you, dig a deeper tunnel to yeah. this plot. And you put the pieces together. They don't outright say it, but if Mortner needs pregnant women, he might be the one impregnating them. Cool. And then they're making the they're making the inference that Zorin could be one of these steroid babies. So I'm making the inference that Mortner is Zorin's dad. Oh, I mean, and they really kind of sort of allude to it. <laughs> there is the most tender Max. scene in this movie. <laughs> it's a such a tender scene later. And you know, one would argue, so out of place for what we're seeing. <laughs> um, before we got to that point, though, I have to say, so James wanders up to a fish market, mm-hmm. runs into Chuck, and says, I'm looking for some sh- soft-shell crab. One... I feel like that's a very common thing to ask at yep. a fish market. Uh-huh. Uh so not a good code. Yeah, word, not a good a code, code exchange. Word. Also, mm-hmm. how long was Chuck working there? Yeah, well, is Chuck do this every day? He's just waiting, <laughs> waiting for case. someone to say soft shell crab. So, all right, you're going to go to Spain, you're going to go to Italy, Chuck. <laughs> We're going to put you in the fish market in San Francisco. <laughs> Boy, do I have a story for you. I'm glad you finally asked about that well, crab. Thank God. The, joke, the joke's on you because cra- soft shell crab season's only in the summer, so this is in the fall. So you oh, wouldn't be asking about soft shell okay. crab. Oh, wow. Well, so, that sorry. I mean, I'm sorry about it. Well, well, I think it well, comes to this point we have to apologize to our audience. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I'm going to take a leave of absence. Uh, <laughs> I will be resigning. You'd be a fool to be asking about soft shell crabs if it's not during season. Blaine's going to do the uh, George Santos and just resign. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a very by like, the way, hopeful I'm thing putting, that, we, that isn't I'm actually I'm putting true. this yeah. into the universe that by the time this episode releases, that might actually happen. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. Yeah. Guys, again, this is not for the show, but... Please remind me when we go on our next break. I have to show you the George Santos video I found because it's so fucking insane. We have to talk about it. Anyway, go ahead, Corey. Is it him being interviewed by Matt Gates? No, I'd rather kill myself than watch whatever that is. Oh, but <laughs> I saw a little bit of that. And All right. No. So 
Watching him get interviewed by Beavis is not what <laughs> I want to see. The next thing, James uh, investigates an oil pumping station that Zorin owns that I think Chuck told him about. Honestly, I really only heard steroid babies. It was the, well, before the we crab ju- guy, the crab fisherman. Crab yeah. fisherman. Let's not forget we get an Irish crab fisherman. <laughs> he said, oh, the, the, no, the crab didn't leave. They're just gone. Is what oh, he well, said. That's yeah. Right. That's right. Okay, yeah. And it's, you know, Chuck frames it like, hey, we got some good intel. Hey, Seamus O'Rourke, come up here and tell Seamus, James the intel. Seamus, Seamus, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Listen, San Francisco, they don't know how to say it. Um, but that's so stupid. He's a fisherman. It's, you know, yeah, he's a fisherman. It's the sea. <laughs> he, he basically comes up and is like, yeah, Zorin's fucking it up for us. Well, what's happening? I don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> Thanks. We'll go, we'll go look, I guess. Gotta go check it yeah. out. I gotta go check that out. Well, I'll investigate. I also just want to point out that in the scene at the fish market, Maud Adams was on set that day to see Roger Moore, and she is an extra in the scene. Cool. Uh, I don't know where she is, didn't, but... Didn't see her. <laughs> nope. I heard that that is uh, not true. On the making of, Maude Adams is in an interview, and she was oh. like, I'm in it. She goes, I've never seen myself, but I'm apparently in that scene. Well, 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 well. I know. Oh, Maude. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, yeah, Maude. fun times. All over the Roger Moore era. And, by the way, why isn't this Felix? You know what I mean? Like, why isn't he involved in this at all? Because we got to have Chuck. I mean, I don't dislike Chuck. And they want to kill Chuck. And they want to kill Chuck. <laughs> you can't kill Felix. That's true. That's right. Uh, so James is investigating this pump and he decides to climb in the uh, the tube with the pump and also just happens that this is the exact pump house that Zorin and Mayday are inside. It's always just in the right place at the right time. And they turn on the pump while James is in it. He, of course, escapes just barely. And simultaneously, there's some Russians doing a little bit of espionage of their own some kgb agents it just happens to be that and he while he escapes by uh throwing his his gas or his oxygen tank into the propeller and they basically like blames it on the russians is able to kind of slink away yep uh one of the one of the agents gets caught and it's blended up which is great (laughs) yeah Uh, it's and i mean (laughs) And the other is Pola Ivanova, who is a woman, is a KGB agent. That <laughs> is a woman. Oh, the doctor was a woman. Yeah. Um, that's someone we. I don't. I don't think we're supposed to know. She or no? Has, it's it's someone that James has banged in the past. Why can't that have been Triple X? Yeah. How, how fun! Would I that wrote have the same thing down. Why couldn't Barbara Bach come back? As triple X, and this has been a fun reunion. Well, I've been, I know that's she, what they were alluding to. You're, you're like, she yeah, wouldn't have made such a blunder. Yeah, <laughs> okay, true. fair enough. And true. let's be honest, Barbara Bach and Ringo are probably still counting the Beatles money they have, so <laughs> <laughs> they're probably worried about it too much. Uh, but yeah, I, I wrote the same thing down, Corey. How fun would it have been just to bring her back just for this little scene? It would yeah. have been great. Or just not have the scene because it was so pointless. Because or old, any of the Russian God, stuff. the Russian stuff. Yeah, ultimately, <laughs> she was there. They were there to plant a bomb and also record them talking. And 
and I'm, we're going to talk through it, but ultimately, she doesn't get the recording. And when James listens to the recording, it's pretty mundane stuff. We could have skipped this whole thing. It's so much. <laughs> I mean, but then so you wouldn't get nothing. the line. You wouldn't get the line that this tickles my Tchaikovsky. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's right. I mean, it almost feels like this whole scene was written yeah. for that line. For that inserted. one line. <laughs> Right, because uh, so yeah, they they go back to someone's lodging and they're in a hot tub, and uh, they're just reconnecting with some with some Tchaikovsky. <laughs> yep, playing <laughs> a lot of tape switching uh, for our Gen Z audience. Cassette tapes were used in the eighties up until the nineties. <laughs> now, just for fun, here is me never having seen this movie, totally noticing that this is the direct inspiration for. The a lot of vagina scene from Austin Powers. Cool. Some of it word for word. Oh, really? I might need to revisit Austin Powers. I think we both. I think we really should because there's probably stuff we never noticed was straight homage from all these movies. That's a good point. So fun times. <laughs> uh, so they uh, they <laughs> they. They have right. their uh, they have some sex and she tries to sneak <laughs> off with her tape, uh, but James has already figured out that she's doing what she's doing, and replaces her tape with some Japanese music, and so she gets in the car with Gogol, and they drive off very disappointed. By the way, Gogol is not driving this car. No, wanna... <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah. If you want to recheck it out, At there is first. a yeah, there is a like man tidbit. with a full head of hair. <laughs> Driving that car away. <laughs> and What's why would n- Gogol, the absolute head of the KGB, <laughs> he's yeah, be out here in the field? Way too much field work. <laughs> Just, Just like to get M. this agent. Yeah. You don't see M doing that shit. Judy Dench in yeah. the later movies. She did do a little bit there doing in the later shit. movie. Yeah. Maybe, but still, this feels odd. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're driving. Not to mention, it probably is not that easy for a KGB agent to get in the United States at this point, but whatever. Especially the head of the KGB, just wandering around San Francisco. Also, if they're doing the same thing, why aren't they all working together? MI6, CIA, and the KGB. Well, it's it's detente. <laughs> it's detente. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Hey. That's great. And that's answer. the best answer I can give you. It's the only one. Yeah. Yep. One thing, just to we may as well note it, um, but who cares ultimately? Is that the pipes <laughs> are not pumping oil, but rather they're pumping seawater. I so, mean, I'm I'm glad you mentioned it. I would hate for anybody to be confused by this so, movie. So, <laughs> and that leads us to the next branching plot. James goes to meet with a politician in town hall. To discuss these pipes, this man's name is Hal. <laughs> How does this it. make it's any difference to the movie? I don't know. Uh, except I, that on his way out, he sees Stacy Sutton, who actually is working as a geologist at Town Hall, and decides to follow her home and be the ultimate creep. Well, I think you missed the best joke maybe in Bond history. Because when uh, he asked him, what his name is, he said Stock, James Stock. Instead of a bond, yes. Stock and bond, yeah. 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 You know what? 
fuck uh, you guys. <laughs> no, I remember, and I was just like, yeah, yikes. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Dad. Look, I'm tired of you guys not having fun. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> It's the writers trying to be witty when the whole time they've forgotten how to do that. I'm not going to lie. As we were talking about this, like, the lower my entertainment value scores get. It's starting to decrease a little bit for me, Well, I think it's because Corey's just not hitting the right points. I I hit all the points. I'm like, this is We talked about steroid babies. We talked about (laughs) microchip steroid shots. We're talking about it all. You have to. Look, you got to lay it out because this story is absurd. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, and I, if I'm being a little bit blunt with my delivery, I am having some fun. Uh, uh, you know, to this point. <laughs> We're having fun. I'm it was like, pure ah. joke. It was pure joke. <laughs> We're all having good times. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm having so much goddamn fun right now. I'm having the most fun. <laughs> I don't want it to end. Fuck it. <laughs> We're going so late. Who cares? So James pulls out, I want to say his last gadget of the movie, but you guys may have caught one that I didn't. And it's a sharper image credit card <laughs> that's uh, magnetic and can open up open up window latches. Uh, they didn't take the time to explain what it does, but it opens this window. <laughs> it sure does. And James creepily follows Stacy, presumably into the shower. Uh, yeah. just really doesn't hesitate at all doing this. No. And she rightfully so points the shotgun at his back. Filled with fucking rock salt. But still, a shotgun. And, um, and yes, yeah, so all of a sudden some other gunmen appear, kind of helping James out of a very <laughs> awkward situation. <laughs> well, I mean, even uh, if she shot him, I don't think it'd do anything. But well, we don't know her. that at the time. We don't know that yet. That's true. That's true. I might have, I might have, might have, uh, Spoil the surprise a little bit there. No, yeah, it's, it's I okay. Because we don't know that. And then James proceeds to just... He's blowing people away. Blast yeah. motherfuckers. I was, like, I was like, God damn, James I murdering I down. I was like, James is dutifully dispatching these people. And then I'm they're gonna, just getting up. I'm like, oh, they're not. Okay. Could you imagine if it was a real slug in there? Her house would be destroyed. Just blood <laughs> There's everywhere. There's gore all over it. <laughs> And but, James not giving a fuck. Yeah, no, it's not no. even that. It's not the craziest thing he's done at all. No, he did push a car off a cliff and kill a man. I also shot shot a man shot a man right in the dick with a spear. Yeah, so, he did do that. So can't forget that. Never forget that. Uh, pushed a man out into a free roaming space to freeze to death. What he did to Stromberg? Stromberg, there's just Stromberg shot his penis so off wild. and then shot him a couple extra times. That's yeah. right, he shot him like three times after. <laughs> he fucked yeah, no Stromberg. No fucks up. given. No fucks given. But uh, oh, I was gonna ask you guys the scene where Bond is sneaking up and that cat screams. You guys Ugh, jump at all? The, no, bit. not at all. I, oh, because I hate that they put jump scares in a Bond movie. So when it happens, I'm just frustrated. I was like, why did you? So do you that? had a you had a fuck you reaction. To it. I kind of a fuck okay. you. I was like, that's not that's not what this is. We're not jump scares. It's not James Bond. And then that's that fucking cat, for. that fucking cat in the next scene when they're shooting the salt gun and fighting, the cat's just always looming in the background. They keep cutting to it for comic for comedic effect. I'm like, fucking fuck that cool. cat. Let's do well, the I gotta cat. tell you, 
that's a big fail if that's what the intent was. Oh, I think that's what the attempt was. So in 19, the 1985 audience is like, look at this cat. Look at this silly fucking cat. <laughs> oh, God. I'm chortling at this cat. As James Bond is shooting people point blank <laughs> with a shotgun. <laughs> I was so disappointed when they started this getting I did too. It's it's a bummer. I was like, I've been waiting for this. I had to cross out my thing because I was like, oh, he's not actually killing these people. Oh, yeah. Uh, for a second, did you think, Jesus, these guys could really take a fucking shotgun to the chest and not die? Also, James being really careful around the vase. Like, James, who gives a fuck? Just, just, what are you doing that? Stop. Yeah, we don't need this little fucking Charlie Chaplin routine you're doing. No. <laughs> right? Let you, it break. He broke $10 billion worth of Venetian glass in Moonraker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not do this joke again. It's going to get broken. It's we all know good. It. Yeah. yeah. So, this <laughs> part really actually did make me laugh. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, thanks for doing that. You're not a creep anymore. How about you stay for dinner? I don't have anything, though. And he's like, well, let me take a look and fucking make some full-ass quiche. Like <laughs> 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 pie crust, vegetables, you. a quiche, all the, I mean, custard. And, he calls, does, and he calls it, it an omelet. Yeah. Jeez. What, he gives it the fancy name, and he's like, it's an omelet. <laughs> because I know omelet. you dumb fuckers in the audience won't be able to figure it out. <laughs> uh, I now, Corey, how'd you feel pulled, about this? He pulled that all. It's a really good looking quiche. It looked good. I, I don't. Okay. I don't particularly like eggs that much, and I don't like quiches. But yeah. as far as they go, I mean, good job. <laughs> good job for job. scrambling together, making again <laughs> the custard and the pie crust alone. It's a process. <laughs> so I don't. It's not something you can just whip together. Uh, and she's like, "I'm starving," and he's like, "Hold on, I got this four hour thing I can make us." <laughs> I mean, I could go to McDonald's. No, no, no. I'll, I'll make a quiche. I'll make a quiche. And, you know, you're going to love it. <laughs> so, It'll be the most food you've eaten in I was, years. I was laughing at how silly that was. Um, yeah. We get some backstory on Stacy. Her family owns Sutton Oil, which Zoran was able to take over. Uh, how did she explain it? Through, like, a proxy attack or something like that? I don't actually... To be honest, don't actually know what that means, but I assume yeah. he was able, he bought shares, uh, and that's how he did Listen, it. Listen, if you're hurting for some more plot squirting, here you <laughs> <You're>, go. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> we got some more for you. And uh, his whole thing is that he's trying to strong ha- strong arm her out of a lawsuit, as well as her shares in the company, and so he tries to buy her out with the five million dollars, to which she decides to finally turn down after now being threatened by gunmen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, seems like a dumb move, but you do you. Yeah, I thought that five million. Five sounds great. Especially after how the movie's going to end. She could have <laughs> just kept that money. Could have been fired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they are out to figure out what Zoran's plans are and kind of in that moment deduce that based on Bond telling her about the pumps pumping seawater that well, they may just be trying to flood Silicon Valley. It's a huge leap. It's a real big one. <laughs> but they're right. Well, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. I didn't, I didn't even know what they were talking about. I was like, okay, they're pumping water into fault lines. She's like, that's going to trigger an earthquake. 
it, I mean, it's almost uh, as if the writers didn't know what they were saying either. <laughs> are we talking about earthquakes or flooding? Yeah, I don't know, or both. I, and are we are we no longer talking about horses? I'm just I just want to confirm. <laughs> we, the horses are done. Can yeah. we circle back to the super soldiers? Yeah. So <laughs> now is Grace? Grace Jones, super soldier? Is she I KGB? wonder if she is. I wonder if she is. She might be. I mean, she lifted a goddamn man over her head. <laughs> I mean, look, Grace Jones is a strong person, I have no doubt, but I don't know if she lifted this guy over her head. She did. Yeah. She sure did, though. Well, can't, can't you know, it. We, it was on film. Look, if you just throw tomatoes at a board, eventually everything is going to come together. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I forgot to mention that Chuck Lee shows up, and they put these pieces together with the help of him, but when he tries... Oh, no, no, that's uh, the next that, day after... next day? Yeah. Okay, uh, well, that whole, Chuck... that whole shit kind of blended together. Yeah, Tanya Roberts gets uh, drunk and food pass out on her quiche. Food pass out, yes. I didn't have a good word for <laughs> it. Drunk and food pass out on her quiche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the name of Corey's autobiography. And enjoy. Uh, and Bond takes her upstairs, and for a second, you're like, oh, uh, Bond, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't, don't do, do it. it. But he's a good grandfather, and he just sits in the chair all night. Uh, I don't think uh, he is then, good. I think he was more almost about to do it than he wasn't. He was like, uh, it won't be fun. For he me. was like, uh... I'm pretty tired. I don't want to do all the work. Uh, I'll just go lay in the chair. Do all the work, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a Bond thing. Um, but yeah, you're right. Chuck comes the next day. Uh, but I do love there's a interlude where there's an earthquake, and she's like, lube. oh, well, let me just... What did I say? Did I say lube? <laughs> I just repeated lube back to you. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I like how you really emphasize interlude. Sorry. Uh, probably because I wanted to say lube, but interlude. Interlude. <laughs> uh, Tony Roberts turns on her <laughs> Apple II. <laughs> it's like a robot telling you it. Interlube. Lube. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the robot Q has to tell everybody. To. <laughs> 007. Interlube now. Interlube. <laughs> Gross. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. She turns on her Apple II computer and gets immediate readouts on that earthquake. Right. <laughs> That's right, right. That's yeah. Right. So oh, great. yeah. There was. Let me see what it was. Uh, and no internet, but I'll just turn on this computer. <laughs> oh, look. It was this much, James. Okay. All right. I guess it all makes sense. Sounds good to me. Yep. Uh, and Chuck, unfortunately, on his way out is killed by Mayday, yet again, in the back of the car. Same way. In her favorite move, the backseat strangle. Backseat strangler, Mayday. She's always doing it. Loves it. Uh, we for- briefly forgot to mention that uh, Stacy tries to go present all this stuff to Hal, but she is fired. So Bond and Stacy decide to go back to Town Hall to investigate the fault lines, I believe. And I love that they get into I'm the sure. archives. They get in the archives, and the first thing after opening the drawer that Bond grabs is the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> he walks over, and grabs one sheet of paper, is like, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> I nailed it. Don't and worry. Listen, and 
I think there might be 30 minutes of this movie left. The amount of exposition dump still that goes on in these last 30 minutes <laughs> is bonkers. <laughs> oh my God, the fault line, it's right there. If you did X, Y, and Z, this would happen. It's like, wow, we're unloading a lot right now. <laughs> we're, still, we're still doing Maybe should have cut down on some of that horsing around. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe if you trim down that hour-long horse scene. Yeah. We could have made all the KGB just, shit. Hey, KGB shit all needs to go. <laughs> oh, it is God. a mind blower. <laughs> so, of course, the minute they get what they need, Zorn and Mayday walk in, get the drop on them, and uh, take him over to see Hal. Who, poor Hal, is just kind of a pawn in this in this thing. Guy's kind of a asshole, but I don't know if he deserves what he got. And, I mean, uh, he, he's done nothing but defend Zorin this whole time. Yeah, and then gets murdered been, by him. <laughs> yeah. Shot right in the heart. Yep. So Zorin shoots Hal and plans to blame it on Bond and Stacy. And also claim that in their escape, they catch fire in the elevator. To which they reenact all these events and put them in the elevator and set it ablaze. It, again, these, these grand plans by Zorin. Yeah, we're just going to burn down this entire Roman infrastructure that made of marble. Let's burn it all down. Fuck it. Fuck it. Well, he's yeah. a maniac at the end of the day because what we've got to mention is all those steroid babies are kind of clinically insane. They go insane. Yeah. They had to throw that in. As if to build... I feel like at some point maybe Christopher Walken said, hey, can you amp my character a little bit and that might be why they put nine different layers on him storyline wise sure, i guess but uh okay <laughs> but yeah uh, there's a fire in the elevator <laughs> so this part's fucking ludicrous uh, that i just really was struggling with but they set they they drop a molotov cocktail on top of the elevator and somehow this regular fire is enough to start snapping a steel cable that quick. Within seconds, seconds. Seconds. I was like, I don't know if you understand how steel works. It would take a little bit longer and a lot hotter flame to, to melt, much less snap the steel. <laughs> Corey, it sounds like what you're saying is that jet fuel does not melt steel. <laughs> uh, is that jet fuel? Uh, oh, he's being a little 9-11 truth here over there. <laughs> oh, oh, I totally... Yeah. Yeah. Do your own research. Do your own research. Do your own research. Jet Sorry. fuel does not melt steel. Fielding yes. seven. That's woo. Why did I know that you would head that way? Why not pressed? Sorry. Sorry. Just trying to spread the truth, man. I mean, I'm a was, truther. That's me. This was pre 9 11. You know what it was. We didn't know better. We didn't know better. No better. Uh, so they escaped the elevator. And climb up to safety. There's a there's kind of like some harrowing bits with Stacy, but they they get out. And <laughs> as soon as they get out, Bond is they the the police out outside attempt to arrest Bond. Now, if this is where it had ended, I would think that the police were justified. Now I'd be like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Uh, he looks guilty as fuck. Yeah. But instead, Bond. What does he do? Like flashes water in his face or something like that? I can't remember. He how turns on the spout. Yeah, he turns on the spout. The fire truck spout. And they hop in. Uh, what are they escaping? Do they escape in the fire truck? 
Yeah. Yeah, they escape the fire truck. They jump, they jump in the fire truck and there's a fucking police chase for the next ten minutes. What do you mean I they escape like, in the fire did you miss this part? <laughs> I'm. I am. At this part, really took me out because this. This. You know what took me out of it? The, the dramatic way they filmed him carrying Stacy down the ladder, like it was. Oh, some that's right. Yeah. Fucking heroic. They. <laughs> and then they kept showing this homeless dude. Like I give a fuck what he has to think about this situation. They were trying to prove that even the wino. Dropped his wine, the thing he loves most when he saw this. <laughs> the watch most. <laughs> the most precious item in all of the world is wine. I could not believe what I was watching. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Was, and he acts yeah. like he slips, and everybody's like, oh. Yes. Wouldn't it be great if he did slip and died, and that's how James Bond <laughs> That's you know what? That, it does make sense. They're like, oh, this old-ass man is saving this young woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! You carried her, Jesus. But yes, so they're bebopping around San Francisco in this in the fire truck, fire yeah. truck. And I'm getting shades of live and let die with this chase and the incompetent cop who gets way too much screen time. It's and 100% yelling that can't stand yeah. him. Uh, there is a part where James gets stuck on the the ladder of the fire truck, and it swings around and rips off the canopy of a car. A short truck, and there's this guy yeah. doing it in the back. They just <laughs> needed to is... stop in the middle of San Francisco <laughs> on the side of the road. Yeah. Which, by the way, San Francisco, 1984, you Those probably find dudes. some place to fuck in San Francisco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or maybe that's just fine. You know what? Yeah. That's you know free what? Time. That's acceptable. Fuck you want. By the way, I have an even better question. Why did James get out of the fire truck in the first place? He wanted to... Because those big long ones, they have steering in the back to control the back wheels. Great. So he was climbing. I was today years old when I realized that. On those ones that are like, have the I know he eventually gets there. I guess I never paid attention. Yeah, those are driven by two different firemen. Well, I'll be goddamn. Yeah. So he was trying to get back. Well, Tanya Roberts does a great job steering the front end. She really yeah. owns owns this part. She's like, I guess this is what I've got to do now. Try this fire yeah. truck. Uh, where are we? All right, so uh, uh, drawbridge. They get to the drawbridge, and man, oh man, this it's, is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot that goes on in this scene. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> if you watch the making of this. Uh, you very much realize that John Glenn is a absolute uh, psychopath because he was like, yeah, you know, I was just thinking we need to have a scene where the fire truck jumps, uh, jumps a bridge. And so I told the stunt team and they had to work it out. It's like, they, you don't they, have to they work <laughs> it out, really I guess. Don't. Yeah, I guess they jump the bridge and then the police cars try to do the same and get stuck on the drawbridge <laughs> and slowly slide down the drawbridge. And oh, by the I, way, at any point, that guy in the booth could have just not done that. Stop doing it, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just do you see what's happening? This fucking yeah. chaos. You dude. can you can stop doing it now. <laughs> yeah. He panically does it after all the cars are destroyed. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and we get a real J.W. Pepper. Uh, oh my oh, god. Oh boy. <laughs> That's coming out of your paycheck, bub. 
and then his car gets destroyed. Yeah, by the because, way, yeah. 1984, $100 a month out of your paycheck? That's a dip. That's a big, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a cop salary too, no less. <laughs> yeah. So they decide to drive that fire truck all the way to Soren's mine. I don't know how far away it was. It seemed like it was a bit of a trip. Yeah, for all of our people in the San Francisco Silicon Valley area, how long would that take? <laughs> and as always, right into Corey. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Let me hear you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they get there, they uh, need to switch trucks. So there's a truck carrying a bunch of explosives uh, and hazardous materials who goes, where's the fire? And <laughs> James just points to the back and says, the back of your truck. As if the guy would be like, oh, my God. He just kind of <laughs> casually gets I was like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, no. Well, my... The line he says is, uh, he says, where's the fire? And he says, on your, James says, on your rear end. And my only question is, I think that's the only sentence Roger Moore could say that did not make him sound like a British royal person. Because <laughs> he says, on your rear end. It's like, okay. Weird way to put it. <laughs> and then right after that, he punches a man Superman style halfway across the yeah, screen. Nails him. <laughs> Comes around yeah. the side. And, yeah, Superman punches him. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> James decides to change in. At this point, he's got, he changes into that outfit, right? But then he needs to make yeah. a change into another outfit later. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are two wardrobe two changes wardrobe that Tanya Roberts makes. <laughs> yeah. Man, and oh both man. times, does not change her shoes. She keeps those fucking heels she on. Keeps the heels, and they make a comment on it, and James, I can't remember his sly retort, but basically, uh, basically it's like, hey, women in the workplace, huh? It's essentially yeah, he said, that. Women, women's lib, they're destroying the team. <laughs> women's lib, yeah, that's right. And by the way, he's back in full British mode when he says that line. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so they get inside like an office area, and James changes into a more suitable jacket, and Stacy changes into a fucking jumpsuit that's tailor-made for her. Why <laughs> yeah. it even exists out there. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think they made jumpsuits in triple zero, but Tanya Roberts has one. <laughs> So, go, hey, perfect, perfect, you know, that it was laying in wait. That was Mayday's extra. Maybe, yeah, or it's Jenny's, who knows? <laughs> Jenny Flex, yeah. Yeah. All right, what so. What is the, I, I might the, delete this, I might delete this, depending on how dumb a question it is, but what is a Jenny Flex? A what? A Jenny Flex? Isn't that a term? Am I crazy, or isn't a that G- a term? A Jenny Flex? Yeah. I don't know. Because I think that's what the pun on her name is well i i mean i obviously don't know because i asked the question earlier if that yeah, was an do you not remember that that, that <laughs> well, I, asked the exact question well i answered it as genuflex and then as i've been sitting here i'm like am i right am well, i Corey just crazy? said to me like she's flexible okay. i was like i don't know i didn't know what you said i thought you just stroked out a little bit and i um, just kind of disregarded it sometimes um genuflex <laughs> do you mean genuflex what, what, like a Kegel exerciser? Um, oh, wait. Okay, uh, it's, excuse me, genuflect. Genuflect. That actually mm-hmm. knows it. I feel uh, like you're on to something. Lower one's body briefly by bending one knee to the ground, typically in worship or as a sign of respect. <laughs> yes, okay. That's not it. That's okay, not a good well, one. I guess it wasn't in you. All right, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> reassert my point. That was not a good one. No, not a good one. But definitely not as bad as Mr. Kill. 
All right, Mr. Move on. Hill. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, moving on. So they sneak into the mine, and there are explosives everywhere. They even keep panning to a scene where they plan to drop a, drop a large bomb surrounded by no more than a thousand bags of explosives. I mean, perhaps a more. Lo- a Looney Tune style amount yeah. of fucking explosives. <laughs> it's wild. And the most incredible, like, how did they all get down there? Did they Were they just dropping them down there? But they're also shingled in a very, very yeah. specific way. They uh, are Who was the guy that had to be down placed. there order, like, just putting them all in order? Insanity. God damn it, Terry. Look how unorganized these explosives <laughs> get are. Get down there. I don't care if it takes you all week. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, so the uh, Zorans, of course, down there. With Mayday, with Jenny, with Pan Lo. Again, I think that's her name. And uh, <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. I, if we haven't fully explained it, I think the best way to explain it is that their plan is to explode the two verging fault lines and then all of his pumping stations, as a result of the earthquakes, will overflow into Silicon Valley. And that's when the horses come out, right? The right, horses are right. the horses and, will gallop and the in. Super, and the super babies and the super yeah. soldiers are on the back of the horse. They're all right. horseback. Yeah. Turns out it's the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and that's the movie. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, perfect, <laughs> perfect movie. Yeah, um, James and Stacy basically finally kind of fully deduce this by getting into Zoran's office and playing with the lights light board. <laughs> Because she understands it. She understands it by, without never having seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> by playing with the diorama that says exactly what the plan is. Also that, yeah. <laughs> and they in case... figured it out. They didn't have to Sherlock that one. They just had to hit a button and said, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And in it. case you were, again, hurting for it, let's do a major exposition dump on everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Let's throw some more. <laughs> So, well, finally, things start to happen. Uh, Soren and crew arrive back at the office, and James and Stacy are spotted. They have to jump out of a window, and uh, Mayday follows in pursuit. And this is when it really, honestly, takes a turn into, damn, didn't realize Zorin was actually <laughs> that crazy. Because uh, yeah. all of his, he's got, you know, hundreds of men that are down in the tunnels still bracing it uh, for the eventual flood with explosives. And after Bond comes on the scene and Mayday takes chase, he just decides to go ahead and flood all of the tunnels with everyone down there. Uh, All of his people, including his his harem of women, the only person who doesn't is uh, fucking... What is his uh, name? Scarface. Scarface. Scarf- What's Scarpin. Scarpin or whatever. And, yeah. And when he they... He even f- kills... Uh, he kills a uh, fucking... I don't even ride. He kills that guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and when he starts flooding the tunnels, some people drown. The people who don't drown, Scarpin and Zoran just start fucking shooting like fish in a barrel. Literally. With fucking Uzis. <laughs> Uziing these people. And then there are some that are getting electrocuted to death. It took a it's, turn. Yeah. It's a crazy turn. If you didn't think this movie was going to get dark, I beg to differ. And he's laughing the yeah, whole time. Yeah, he is enjoying the <laughs> shit out of it. Yeah. It's, uh, 
And again, it makes you wonder if Christopher Walken was like, I need to do something really I gotta terrible. get crazy here. Well, I guess we can update this ever-changing script <laughs> to you mowing down these people. It's it's great. It's nuts. Yeah. So it's it, not what you're expecting to happen at all. He hasn't shown any type of disdain or I mean he seems like he he does seem like he, he likes and cares for Mayday, but he says fuck it and kills her or tries to kill her. Mm-hmm. Uh but James uh while Mayday is chasing James and Stacy, first of all, Mayday pulls off Stacy's one her, her her jumpsuit and she's still wearing a full dress, full dress, <laughs> full yep, dress underneath. Course. Somehow was still fitting, uh, but then she and Mayday and James are swept away by the fl- by the water. To which Mayday finally realizes, I may be working for a fucking lunatic who doesn't give a shit about me. Yeah, and uh, she she changes sides. She switches. Yeah, she, she's, she's she basically loyalty. understands now. I'm in a toxic relationship. Right, right, right This right, isn't right. going to work out. She sees the dead bodies of her two friends, Jenny and Dan. <laughs> floating away mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. it's kind of fucked up <laughs> yeah. yeah james is like oh fuck them let's go <laughs> we gotta keep going we gotta keep moving yeah. uh and mayday leads J- james to the bomb in the big pit of explosive bags the looney tune pit <laughs> the yeah. looney tune pit <laughs> and uh this is again where she must be something special because she straight up lowers james in there with a kind of a crane setup and picks james and the huge bomb back up just totally cranks them back up in a normal amount of time like about a minute that doesn't take her long at all no so there she's got something special in her she's a super soldier um or just she's got drive you know it's probably that Mm. probably the drive Uh, Mayday and Bond try to sh- try to push the bomb away onto the mining mine carts, but the brake is enacting every time they do it. So Mayday decides to jump on it, keep the brake from from uh, well, stop releasing Catching. the brake, and yeah. essentially sacrifice herself as she rides out into the sunlight, where Zoran can see the bomb explode and Mayday with it. But you know what? She had a great fucking time doing it. She did. She, you know, she was you know? thrilled to do it. Right in his It face. is weird that Zorin feels kind of bad after everything. He's like, ah, Mayday. Oh, no. After he escaped in his shed that turns into another blimp. <laughs> well, we for- yeah, we forgot to mention that <laughs> he's got a fucking secret blimp. <laughs> so dumb. How could we forget that? <laughs> yeah, and Mortner's there. I don't remember him yeah. being in the mines, but he's there. He's, yeah, with <laughs> When did his car drop him off? Because he's right there, ready to go. It's him, Scarpin, and and and, and Mortner are all, all in the blimp. I, and... I would love to hear the conversation of, look, I'm <laughs> gonna have a getaway. If you could just make a shed that my blimp could fit in, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> and this part, my God. So James and Stacy re, re, uh, are about to reconnect. But as Stacy's running to James, this blimp that was way up in the air somehow in a split second is in line with Stacy so Zorin can just snatch her out of snatch her How, how did this shit sneak it up, on her? up on her? How did it you just sneak, sneak up? up? It got all the way to ground level, which is, yeah. can't be can't be very wise to do in a blimp. And am I crazy or when the blimp first takes off, does Zorin actually say like Yahoo! 
<laughs> he fucking might as well. He might have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is great. I just can't believe he fucking grabs her in a blimp. That's a blimp uh, kidnapping. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, it's silly. And also, they're playing real fast and loose with these dragon ropes. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. Kidding. I mean, it, the it comes to bottom in the end. I mean, I don't know the mechanics of a blimp but do you need those is that a necessity i mean i feel like you could lower them down later if you needed to like get help yeah, tie them down you tie them down to land I don't, i'm curious what they're all about oh well james uses them heads well james grabs one and is able to to hold on until they get to the golden gate bridge which oh, james ass. fucking james <laughs> ties these ropes to the golden gate bridge and kind of mm-hmm. keeps the blimp stationary. Yep. Which is insane. 70-year-old man hanging off a blimp <laughs> for miles. <laughs> and Zorin grabs an axe and jumps out to fight James on top of the Golden Gate Bridge. And they have an axe fight. Uh, which, is insane, <laughs> which is insane. Which is insane of itself. And, you know, honestly, Zorin doesn't get that cool of a death. He just kind of slips... He- Tries to grab the rail and then falls. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> falls he, down. He's smiling while he does it. He truly yeah. is a maniac. Yeah, he has. He had a great time. Meanwhile, and his air doctor yeah. is... Uh, <laughs> Ma! <laughs> yeah, we forgot to mention the scene where they nearly kiss inside of this blimp. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, there's like a little scene where right before... They think they're about to flood Silicon Valley, and Zorin's just like, it's gonna happen. Mortner kind of just leans over him, and they embrace in a very fucking father-son way. Yeah. I'm and so I gotta say, Zorin is, again, he, he really, he kind of doesn't give a shit that, that, that his plan was wrecked. He just watches that the bomb explodes and the fault doesn't, and he just kind of is still, he's smiling and grinning the whole rest of the movie. He's just like, all right, that's fucked. What's next? He <laughs> really is kind of yeah. insane. <laughs> he's uh, not that miffed. No, he's not upset about it at all. Yeah, um, he's crazy. You know, who is upset, though? Mortner, when Zorn falls, because he grabs, what does he grab? A fucking piece of dynamite? Was it just yeah, a thing of dynamite? One of several bushels of dynamite, <laughs> dynamite. in their, in their dynamite medicine cabinet that they have in this <laughs> yeah. fucking blimp. Perfect and time. Not to, not to overplay it, a Looney Tune size dynamite. Yeah, it's a dynamite. It's like Looney Tunes dynamite. And fucking Butterfingers drops it, and him, he and Scarpine are trying to grab it before it explodes, but it explodes. Yeah. As well it should. Uh, a real hot potato situation going on in the blimp. <laughs> so they're dead too. And Bond mm-hmm. is safe. Or at least we think he's safe. Because the next scene, a very pointless scene, is Moneypenny weeping while Gogol, M, and the minister cheers over their victory while basically telling us, the audience, that Bond is missing and presumed dead. Aww. But... Fucking Q is uh, outside of Stacy's house with his little robot uh, from earlier, and he is drives it up to their bathroom and spies on them in the shower, and they're just fine, mm-hmm. making out in the shower. 
Again, per, gross old man kisses. pervert Q over here. Yeah. The Q's trying to watch it, but then, you know, he's like, oh, Bond. <laughs> Bond, you're the creep, not me. <laughs> not me, okay? And that's it. Mm, that's that's it. the movie. That that's is the a view to a kill. A view to a kill. A Andrew's favorite Bond movie. <laughs> to I kill. Uh, that's it. I can't yeah. stress how long Andrew's been hyping this movie. <laughs> I, once again, let me just say, I didn't say this is going to be the best Bond movie ever made. I said it's going to be entertaining. And that's all that's I got. That's true. That's all you yeah. said. Yeah, it's yeah. true. That's a good point. All right. Oh, wow. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to judge the shit out of this thing. Let's do it. Welcome back to Judgment. We're discussing A View to a Kill. And we may have chat on this movie a little bit during 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 the uh, synopsis portion of the of the show, but hey, that doesn't necessarily mean our true feelings. We got to talk about those. But before we get to our judging, we got to do some awards. And we're going to start with Best Death Award. I'm going to throw it to Andrew, who is dead the best. Hmm. For me, um, it's definitely got to be Mayday. Yeah. The fact that she's going out on that mine shaft, laughing her ass off, knowing she's about to blow up. It, I think it's, she lived the way she wanted to and died the way she wanted to. There's I go no denying that. Yeah. So, for me, I love that Mayday death. Mayday death. Mm-hmm. Mayday death. Andrew, I will. I... Oh, 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 oh. Ah, I think you talked ooh. first. <laughs> Andrew, I had that one written down as well. All right. It's such a. She, she totally changed course. Yeah. And just went out. She comes around and. Just sacrifice. Basically out of spite, really, you know. Yeah. Hey, I don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah, spite yeah. sacrifice. So. It, it's I, a big fuck you to him. Mayday. Mayday. I also wrote Mayday. But oh. I'll give us a little bit of diversity here. I wrote a second one down. Mm-hmm. And that's the uh, the KGB blender, I'll call him. The propeller death. Yeah, that was my backup as well. <laughs> it's a great death. Yeah. <laughs> Just drop him in. Also, why was the propeller aim like pointed up? It's such a strange tube. You that got makes me. no sense. The pump <laughs> pumps... I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird little pump. <laughs> what a weird pump! What a weird little pump! You know what else is weird? Little pump. You ever hear about him anymore? A little Uzi? No, I think there's a there was a guy called Little Pump out there. Little Pump. Yeah, Boy, there's a, a lot of Lils going around a these lot days. Of Lils. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, Little Pump aside, <laughs> let's talk about best line. And I think y'all have a few. I th- I think I picked one that you don't have. But Blaine, I want you to lead us up. Okay, okay. This is where uh, Bond is speaking with Jenny Flex. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did we all write this one down? <laughs> I really thought that I was the only one that had that one. Uh, well, um, I, uh, I love it. You got to deliver it, though. Yeah, she's, she's, he asks her if she likes to ride horses, and she says, ah, yes, I have an early morning... I have I ride every morning, and James says, "Yeah, I'm an early riser myself." 
Yep. It's a great line. It's yeah. a great, great line. Obviously a great Which line because I, I think that was all of our only lines. can mean <laughs> his penis. The, Definitely. The, the morning woods. Of course. <laughs> yes. Dang it. All right. Well, sorry. That was sorry. mine. Uh, but Andrew, <laughs> go ahead, and I'm going to see if I can remember another one in the meantime. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, well, my, my backup was uh, he, uh, after Bond sleeps with Mayday, he goes into Zoran's office the, ne- the mm. next day, and he goes, yes. uh, how'd you sleep? And Bond goes, oh, I was a little restless, but I got off eventually. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's also That's a great good. One. That's a good one, too. Can I, can I give you my alternative? Because... Corey, I don't think you put this one down. I like it only because of the way uh, Christopher Walken delivers it. And it's when Bond is talking to him about horses the first time they really meet. Uh-huh. And he's like, so you enjoy oh, riding? Yeah. And Christopher Walken goes, I'm happiest when I'm on a saddle. <laughs> <laughs> it is the pauses that make a good Christopher yeah. Walken. <laughs> so- when I'm on a saddle. <laughs> My happiest. When I'm on a saddle, it's like yeah. wow, wow, Oscar I, winner, huh? I did not have a backup. I truly thought that line might have slipped in the cracks. Oh so no! I'm like, I'm just gonna. There's gonna several other one. ones where they're, it's just his. his they're fine. Today. <laughs> Mr. Bond, you amuse me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's yeah. like, it's not mutual. Yeah, yeah. I the, some of these line deliveries are. We must find him. <laughs> like, <laughs> get him now. Get him. Yeah. Or the other one was, it was like uh, full power or something like that. Yeah, yeah, full power. Full power. <laughs> or he said, "Good, we're on schedule." <laughs> that was the other one. I was like, "Okay, man." All no right, accent, right. indeed. Oh, yeah, no accent there. Anyone else want to drop out? <laughs> that was a good one. That too. was a good one too. Yeah. Okay. Wait, all right. Well, Corey, pick any one of those. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick all of them, John. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got our final award for, really, this made the final cut, or however Angie likes to say it. And I will, I wrote down, here's what I said. I wrote down the cat because I was frustrated <laughs> with the cat. You mean but, the comedic scene in this movie? <laughs> yeah, and the jump scare. But really, yeah. frankly, if I was going to pick one, I think we got rid of the KGB stuff. That would trim a lot of fat. But that's really just the start of what needs to be yeah. trimmed. <laughs> you know, I got to say, uh, watching it this time, you know, closer than ever, I did think to myself, man, they really missed an opportunity to make a pussy joke. <laughs> But then the cat's the cat. name is Pussy. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the movie, you see the cat bowl, and its name is Pussy. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, look at that!" Oh, Pussy they cat. caught it. They caught it. All right, Andrew. Oh yeah, you were asking me something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen, uh, this movie is equipped with. <laughs> I can't believe this made the final cuts, but I'm gonna just say. I don't think we needed the Google subplot of super soldiers at the racetrack. I think we could have just cut that straight out. It went for a few cuts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This movie would have been exactly the same if you would have cut that out. Yeah. Simpler is sometimes better. Come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, aside from major cuts, like the horse shit and 
the KGB, the California girls. Oh, at the beginning, we're, we're talking. Super oh God! Specific. God, yeah, that should be cut. That's that's no good. That's not funny. That's no Mr. good, Mister <laughs> Hamilton. What are you doing? Yep. Is it John? Did John Glenn or Hamilton? Oh, sorry. John. Glenn. I, I was just checking for myself. Yes, John Glenn. Okay. Guy Hamilton also directs several. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No good. California Girls. What you doing? All right. No California Girls. Well, that's mostly because you hate the Beach Boys too, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Corey. Um, I've already gone, so. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that is my bad. <laughs> Thank you, though, for throwing it back to me. So no that problem. So we can move on that to. Was, that was to continue on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That we can move on to our, our judgments. We got to move on to our scores, gentlemen. Yes, we do. Let's start with Bond Factor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead. And honestly. All right. I don't think I've given him this score yet, and he might not deserve it. But I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a 69. You go, Corey. Hey. As 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 a, as a salute to Roger Moore. Adios, good sir. It's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. But this is indeed our last Roger Moore movie. I know. That was probably his age in this movie. <laughs> it might have been. Fucking, <laughs> I feel like it was like 60 something, right? I mean. <laughs> Uh, he was 58 in this movie, okay. but doesn't look a day over looks, 71. Looks a, looks a strong creeping, 68 creeping to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you'd have said he was 69, I'd be like, yeah, he that was. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, all right. All right, all right Andrew, you go ahead. Uh, Corey, I'm not uh, far off from you. Listen, uh, James Bond should not be an elderly man. It really takes the wind out of the sails of a secret agent. And every time I really thought someone was going to be like, so are you planning on retiring anytime soon? Because I think it needs to happen. But with all that being said, Roger does deliver on a small level. Uh, and I still find him entertaining. But I gave him a 74. Good. Wow. Strong. Strong. Yeah. I got a feeling Blaine's not as strong. No. Not as strong. Not yeah. as strong. And I disagree with you, Andrew. I think an elderly person can play james if you lean into it yeah i agree if you do it right yeah don't put this facade on like he's fucking (laughs) snowboarding down (laughs) mount everest or Uh, can carry a woman on his back down some stairs i mean he might be able to do that that was the most believable thing he could do and that's only because tanya roberts weighed 80 pounds Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um but yeah i gave him a 63 okay it's not terrible he was still he had a cocksureness to him, yeah. Still, but it, it, I don't know. He lost it. Just all the fake stunts. It kind of took me away. It took it took an element out of it for me. So sixty three. I love Roger, mm-hmm. um, but definitely not his strongest. Yeah, I'll say yeah. I'll say we, we, we. I don't want to get too much into Roger, but I I've been won over to Roger. I think I was giving. I had oh, some yeah. Roger hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like this Bond better than Golden Gun Bond. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I gave I mean, that Golden. I gave Golden Gun Bond a fifty. I think he's yeah. better here, uh, and and he's uh-huh. older, and he's not as spry, and maybe he's not as functionally 
uh, efficient. I think that like his fight scenes in that movie might have been a little stronger, but who cares? I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. like Blaine said, he's cocksure, and and he and he's mm-hmm. he, he's uh, there's something more about more bondliness in his performance here compared to that. And but not, not his cliche. best bond, I'll say definitely no, not his best no. bond. And not to be cliche, but he understands the assignment. He All right, does. he does. <laughs> I'm gonna go in there. I know what to do every right. time. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the action in this movie. And Blaine, pick it back up. Okay, so we got the skiing, we got Paris, we got the horse race, we got Stacy's little shootout, <laughs> we got the city hall slash the fire truck, and then the mines, basically. Yeah. And the mines, that action scene, I mean, that guy, that kind of is so crazy. I I, I had to give an extra point. So. <laughs> I mean, that's carrying a lot of the weight. It's crazy, but really. It was just him shooting yeah. his poor souls. I mean, this was an <laughs> like, intricate set, though. I was, was like, wild-eyed, like, yeah. I can't believe this. <laughs> um, and uh, the Paris car chase, was, well, it, was, it was short, but it was enjoyable. We'll always have Paris. Um, we'll always have yeah. Paris. Don't forget. Oh, never. Never forget. Okay. Um, but that being said, wasn't really blown away by any of it. Uh, he's super old. So the fights, he's and when one of your big action sequences is a horse chase, you're 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 losing points. Mm-hmm. I gave it a forty-five. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I actually feel similar. Uh, the the big the big set piece action scenes like the 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 fire truck race, and the horse race, and the shotgun scene, kind of fell flat for me. Uh, I like the the snowboarding. And I like the the mind scene, but I would say it's more it's more that I didn't like than I liked on the action front. So I gave it a forty three. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I was a little different. Oh, <laughs> not shocking. Yeah. Uh, everything we mentioned, I I did enjoy, and it was pretty crazy. I will say, watching the making of, just seeing all the stuff that went into the like parachuting off the Eiffel Tower and what it took to do that and everything. I, I thought the action wasn't bad. Now, if you want to rank it with what Roger is actually doing in this movie, oh, that's pretty bad. I mean, it's not great. I think that's unfair. The, we ha- we'd have to put it all together. Yeah, you got to put it all together. So for me, with everything that we've kind of discussed, I gave it a 68. Okay. Yeah, it's yep, wildly not, different. It's wildly different. <laughs> yeah, it's it's different. Yep, and that's okay. I think we're mm-hmm. gonna be. I think we're gonna be on similar footing on this next one. <laughs> we're talking so. about we're talking about gadgets. Uh, let's let's run through. We got the sunglass detenters. Mm-hmm. We've got the ring camera. We've got the check. Um, <laughs> the check copier. Uh, copier. <laughs> yeah. The copier. check deep. The check print transferer and yep. we've got the uh the credit card <laughs> you know i love a good credit card key we, are, the we credit also card got key. we have the uh the shaver that detects bugs um okay radio. yeah sure a radio shack tape recorder and um, there's that and an that was iceberg. that was tough to call it <laughs> and an ice oh yeah i forgot about the rock boat um <laughs> oh yeah that's a gadget. Boat. i'll call it a gadget rock <laughs> submarine rock. Uh, and I think that's it. Yeah. 
not what you call a deep repertoire in no. this one. No, not and huge. I, I don't think any of them are particularly good either. <laughs> no. No. Um, the only one that I gave a little more credence to is the uh, the rock boat, just because that's, that's cool. pretty fun. That's pretty fun. But um, it's getting better than I think I've given some, but I, I, I'm kind of at 22. Okay. Kind of at 22. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm kind of there. <laughs> I'm kind of at 22. I was wavering. I, I think I, I think I wanted to go more, but they're just not good gadgets. They're, I can't give quantity substance over bad substance. Well, hey, it's, we all we all grade in a different level. I want like I, in a bomb movie. I want w- at least one cool gadget that is kind of pervasive in the movie. I'm like, that's good. Hey, like good a car, a car, a car know? would be car, great. Car goes a long way. Yeah, it way. does. Cars go a long way. No car in this I, one. Uh, I gave it a 31. Okay. Uh, right. Similar reasons. I mean, the check copier, I guess, was useful. But then he immediately met her, anyways, and then she told him without even asking. Well, um, like many things in this movie, uh, it wasn't needed. No, <laughs> didn't no. need that part. No, no, it was all kind of stupid. I think he, he, but he did ask her. I think now that I'm remembering, he like accused her. Oh of yeah, he did bring bribe. up the five million. Yeah, so I guess he did use that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not great. Not great. I gotcha. All right. Um, seventy-two well, for Mandarin. Yep, ninety-nine. Um, <laughs> I guess I give the boat a little more credence than the iceberg. Yep, excuse me, the iceberg <laughs> boat, <laughs> the rock boat, as Corey likes to say. Oh no, what was yours? Rock, I said rock submarine. submarine. Thank you. That's what it was. Yeah. I still stand by that was a gray ass iceberg. If it was an iceberg, I'm gonna call it a rock. I, I agree with you. I will accept rock submarine. <laughs> I'll accept it. It's just. Icebergs float. Rocks don't. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I, I don't think submarines would, <laughs> but, would move at that rate either, my friend. <laughs> that thing is that thing is moving. That's true. Yeah. It's not submarines, it I meant matter. icebergs. It was, it was stupid. Yeah. I gave it an even fifty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Even, even 50. fifty. Even fifty. Mm-hmm. All right, we're talking song and titles now, as we mentioned before. Duran Duran sings this song. Um I'll go ahead and start. I, I think it's I, I like the song. Mm. I, I I like it quite a bit actually. I like Duran Duran. Um, okay. So the song's already doing it for me. I'll detract from the song. This is not their fault, but a view to a kill is still clunky, even in a song. Uh, it, it's uh-huh. still it's something sounds off about it. And, and <laughs> it's a clunky phrase. You yeah, know? and musically you can't really you still can't save how clunky it is. So I'll detract just there, but I like the song. Um, I liked the the titles. Uh, you know, the neon painted girls was kind of cool. The one that wasn't cool was the girl who was skiing for like an abnormally long amount of time with the poles. I was like, that's pretty stupid. That one's dumb. <laughs> they should have left that one out. But the rest is good, and they incorporate a lot from the movie. But it's not no flashbacks, no nothing that we kind of hate. I'm going to give it a 79. All right. 79 from Corey. All right. Okay. All right. Blaine, go ahead. I love the song. Mm -hmm. 
it's right up there with Living Daylights. Uh, those are kind of like neck and neck for me. Right um, next to each other. Yeah. Damn, one after. Uh, the title sequence, though, not my fave. Ah. I, I like the neon. At one point, that, that girl is just, the main neon girl is just kind of like. Dancing her ass off. <laughs> just moving her hands. And I don't like the silhouette of the male skier doing the front flip. There's something yeah. about, uh, I don't know, a male silhouette just doesn't look as good in, uh, hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I don't, there's something about it. My only okay. likes females in this Bond opening. Right. I mean, We get it. We get it. But also, the biggest attraction I've had is they reused the imagery of Roger Moore shooting the gun <laughs> okay. yeah. that was used in The Spy Who Loved Me. Eh, okay. They do. Point. He's Good even point. in the naval outfit. Yeah. yeah, the same turn. Yeah. Like it's not 10 years ago. Very true. So, lost points, but 73. It's still not bad. 73. Okay. All right, well, I got to tell you, this is uh, my favorite James Bond song of we all time. We knew it. I called it. <laughs> called it, called it so you early. Fuckers. Yes, this is my absolute favorite James Bond song. I love it. I listened to it on the way over here a couple of times. So, <laughs> And uh, just to prove my point, in the year 2022, my number one played song was A View to a Kill by Duran Duran. Now, um, I truly, I called this early, but I was like, He's really acting like it's not that. So if it wasn't this, <laughs> I was going to say I thought it was License to Kill. Ah, well, yeah. Uh, we'll get to License to Kill. But, yeah, Duran Duran, number one from last wow, year. Look yeah. at that. Look at that. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely love this fucking song. And I, I got to confess, I love the neon paint of this whole thing. I mean, I like the neon paint. Yeah, I love yeah. this whole situation. Uh. Whenever that song comes on, the first thing I think about is uh, 007 and Neon on some ladies' boobs. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so uh, oh, for yeah. me, <laughs> for me, um, again, I think you're going to have something to say about it, but I absolutely love it. And with a few detractors, like the reusing of Roger Moore, who... <laughs> I'm guessing refused to do any more recordings. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But with all that being said, I can't underestimate how much the opening sequence of this movie is probably one of my faves. I gave it a 94. It's fine. Okay. That's what I thought. As as soon as you said it was your favorite, I was expecting a 99 or 100. So, no, no. Uh, There's detraction for sure. (laughs) I mean, this opening sequence. Had problems. Right, right, right. I mean, excuse me, the opening titles. <laughs> but. That's still a great score. 94 for me. That's going to move it up places. It's going to bump it. For yes. sure. All right. Let's talk about plot and characters. This is a ridiculous plot. <laughs> Borderline terrible. <laughs> Way uh-huh. too much. Chunkier than Campbell's Soup. Camel's chunking. Um, <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. The the characters, um, let's see. Tibbets is fun. Mayday's great. Love Mayday. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously forgot Scarpine was the same character throughout, so he's <laughs> fucking forgettable, as is Mortner. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about anyone but Mayday and Zorin as far as standouts, because Stacy sure isn't. She's just pretty. That's kind of all she's got going for. Yeah, she falls into that category of Bond girl. You're uh, very pretty. So you're I'm, not a great actress, but no. Very good for her. I mean, she's she's she. I think she. I think the character is. There's not much there, so she gave it what she got. I I I kind of think I'm being generous. I'm giving it a 42. Oh okay, a 42 from Corey. No shit. <laughs> I also gave it a 42. Whoa. Okay. Double 42. Basically on the back of Mayday. Yeah. Plot wasn't doing much at all. Uh, but Mayday, a great, great side character, great hench person. Up there in the upper echelon of, of the henches. Uh, I also liked Tibbet. I think uh, as far as James's rapport with a, a side male character, yeah. it's right up there with like yeah. Tanaka. And it is, uh, yeah. You know, of the ilk. Why can't we think of another person right now? Oh, I mean, the, the Never I Say mean, Never Felix, Again. Yeah, the Never, Felix. Never, yep. Yeah, that Felix. The Felix is from the Craig. Yes. Got pretty good with that, but. Wait till you see the Felix in the next movie. Um, but yeah. Um, all right, 42 from Blaine and 42 from Corey. Okay, so this is going to make my life uh, a little difficult. Uh, Mayday, one of the great hench people of all time. I mean, say what you will about her. Great character. The plot of this movie is absolutely incomprehensible. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not <laughs> Yeah. Uh, as, and I'm not just saying for a Bond movie. I mean, any movie, this plot is so dumb. Uh, so that my score is reflective of how great I thought Grace Jones was, how much I liked Sir Godfrey. And my score is a 35. Oh. Yeah. And let me tell you, Grace Jones is carrying that shit. I can't believe you dipped lower than us. Oh, yeah. I will make no qualms that this plot is... And listen, the more I watch it, the more I'm always like, God damn, what is this? (laughs) This Dumb. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, 35 for me. All right, let's talk about our villain, Zorin. Andrew, go ahead and keep 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 your thoughts going. Okay, so jumping into Zorin, there, there's no doubt that uh, Christopher Walken is entertaining. There are times when he is either trying too hard or not trying at all in this movie, but entertaining nonetheless. If you're asking me on the scale of villainry, he really just wants to make a lot of money from microchips. Is his main thing yeah so with that being said uh zoran while kind of interesting doesn't get a lot of love from me so i gave him a 49 oh 49 yeah oh wow yeah hey uh i'm i'm pretty dang close to you i actually gave him a 48 okay i put him in the middle because i still like him something about him he's nuts he's nuts and he's memorable like I won't soon forget that, and that's that's something there. Yeah, uh, like if you're talking about just outlandish, uh, Christopher Walken performances, you got this, yeah. 
You got him in Batman Returns. I mean, you know, he when he does, he does it well. But if you're talking about just overall Bond villains, wow. Yeah, I he, mean, <laughs> he's he's plummeted by his effectiveness as a Bond villain because not super effective. No, bad bad plan, real bad plan. Yeah. So forty eight. Forty eight. There we go. Blank. Wow. <laughs> I went higher than you guys. 97. No, no, no. I went with a 71. Oh, okay. Um, and really, that was just a lot of his kind of flippant attitude for most of the film. <laughs> like, he just, there's, I don't know why, there's something about me that just liked how much he just didn't really care about anything. Yeah. Um. Something about it worked for me. Even his part in this movie, he just yeah. Did not and care then, about like when it started to fail, he was shit. just like, ah, fuck, I'm crazy. Oh, There's something let's get about out of here. it. There's something about him just being absolutely bonkers at the end. Yeah, kind of like yeah. how felt felt about uh, Fatima Blush. Just like, oh uh, sure, y'all are just crazy. Yeah, I think Mayday, Zorn, and Fatima kind of fall into that. Category. Yeah, y'all are just like you're just yeah. flying. You're just flying by the seat of your pants. <laughs> Especially Mayday really in the beginning, she really gave us some Fatima flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. She did. Um, so seventy one for me. I, I'm a sucker for Christopher Walken. I get it. I do get it. Yeah. Swatch <laughs> up his ass. <laughs> all right. I I think this next one. I I think we're all pretty well entertained. Uh, I'll start. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this squarely a 65, because I was entertained. Um, but that entertainment was also often cursed with frowns of frustration. Cats. But it didn't go <laughs> slow. Cats. It didn't go slow for me. Like I thought it was actually paced. Not not somehow it wasn't. It was paced okay. Uh, I would just do a lot of cuts uh, to clean it up a bit. I gotcha. Yeah. I totally agree. I gave it a 64. <laughs> Talking through it, it makes it sound like such like a worse movie than it is and like way more boring. But like Corey said, they moved it along at least. <laughs> it was yeah. nonsense. But you weren't in those moments for too long. Maybe the Japanese bathhouse was a little long. Yeah, I think that could have made um, the final cut floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but overall, I, I was more entertained than bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I probably wouldn't dislike that Japanese scene if they were like, look, we only put this in there because Barbara Bach was going to come back and we you know, did whatever. But just for what it is, it's like, Fuck this! Like, why don't we? No why, point. Why, why, yeah. why, why do we do this? And then yeah. like goggly eyes in the car. Yeah. I'm like, no. no, 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 no. We didn't have to do all this. All right, sixty-four from Blaine. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we all know that uh, I enjoy this movie. It falls into the "this is so bad, but it's good" category for me, and I've seen it way too many times to give it below. A ninety percent. Whoa, okay. whoa, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Okay. I watched this movie not because I'm trying to get anything from it, besides just a good 
thump in time. And that that's what I get from this movie. Good thumping time, oh. huh? Good thumping. All right. Sounds like my Saturday okay. night. Good thumping. Yep. Well, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Tabulate, Andrew. All right. Well, uh, this may come as a shock, but the highest score is uh, 65.71 from me. Uh, next is Blaine at 55.57. Hell yeah. Then Corey at 52.57, which gives us <laughs> an overall average of had, 50. <laughs> we had different thumbs and I scored less than Blaine. That's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I mean, look, things work itself out in the wash sometimes. <laughs> so that gives us a grand, av- or grand average, a grand oh. total of our averages at 57. Point nine five. Okay. Okay. Now, considering we only have four movies left, do we want to know where this falls? Um. Yes. It's yeah. not going to be in the top. So no. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, it's it's, gonna it's not going to break no. anything important. I'm going to say it's uh, twenty-one. I don't think it's that low. No. Holy shit. Okay. No. Do you want to know? Of course. All right. I. I tried my best to make sure this didn't happen, but it somehow did. This movie is tied for 15th place. 15th. Uh, How the hell did we tie? uh, (laughs) How does that work? And all right. Seven scoring categories of a zero to (laughs) To 100. And we have a fucking tie. Does anyone want to venture a guess awesome. where 59, 57.95, what movie that ties with? I'm going to say, I'm gonna say uh, Octopussy. Okay. No. Can't and it's so odd because of what this movie is and mm-hmm. what A View to a Kill is. Mm. That doesn't help at all. Right. I'm sorry. I was weirdness. I'm thinking to <laughs> that myself. was a weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> a weird just, hint. Yeah, it makes us. sense inside of my brain. What is? Do it? Do you want to guess? Fifteenth place, number fifteen. Uh, fucking Casino Royale. No. Uh, <laughs> uh it tied for fifteenth with Diamonds Are Forever. Sean Connery's last James Bond. Okay. Film. Oh, okay. fuck off. That was a good one. <laughs> sort of last. <laughs> well, canonically. Canonically. <laughs> the Broccoli's would agree that was his last movie. So, yeah, Diamonds Are Forever and A View to a Kill ties at 57.95. Which, let's what's be- the next decimal point? There's got to be more. I refuse a tie. Oh, God damn. I- yeah, you can push it out to three. Let's see. <sighs> All right, let me get. That's so crazy. Why are you fucking with my, with my shit? But you know what? Those movies are both the very the, insane. Yeah. They're both very similar. <laughs> they really hit the same kind of tones. All right, let's see. Diamonds are forever. That actual number is... All right. 57.952381. So 95.2381. You do a kill. This is excellent podcasting. Uh, everybody loves this. We can edit this. You have got to be fucking kidding me. 
No fucking I way. I swear to God. 57.952381. <laughs> How did we do this? Okay. Well, you heard it here. <laughs> How did we do this? That's we tight. The this odds. is the most. That's tight. <laughs> if it's that miraculous, we can't touch it. We that... can't. We can't fuck with it. No, they're tied. They're tied. No. Yeah. That's that's it. They're that's tied forever. Absolutely insane. Well, <laughs> Corey, you heard it here. What do we got next week? Corey, you heard it here. Corey, you heard it here. <laughs> Corey, you heard it here. Uh, I don't remember what's next. Is it? Did we doing? Oh, you excuse me. You, you usually us. ask me. I am just yeah. blown away by how hard we worked to make sure that didn't happen. And. Fuck us. But next week is going to be our final Timothy Dalton with License to Kill. All right. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> Let me just say, interesting. Interesting. We're going to keep killing, though. License to Kill next week. Next you know I'm coming straight for your heart. <gasps> Let's <laughs> say goodbye to all of our okay. friends. Why, why don't we do that? <laughs> because... That's the end. And when the end comes, we say... We're here. We're... What? Judgment. 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 <laughs>